The Crash and Mars Podcast. For those of you who think to yourselves, you know what, Instagram models, uh, what do they even do? Well, this one is a superhero to her mom. Mm. An Instagram model is putting in her bid for Daughter of the Year after she reportedly helped her mom escape prison by distracting the prison guards because she's so hot. Oh. And you guys can't even be bothered to return your mom's calls. <laughs> Off to Columbia we go, where an Instagram influencer there with millions of followers allegedly distracted the guard to enable her mom who was a senator, to make a daring prison escape. Her name is Ada Merlano Robideo. She became a Colombian senator in 2019. However, her political career only lasted a few months after she was found guilty of voter fraud, corruption, and an illegal possession of weapons. Uh, mm. She was sentenced to 15 years in prison. But that prison sentence was short-lived when her 21-year-old daughter showed up at the prison to distract the guards. Oh, there she is. She's on the app. Yeah, I could see how she'd be a little distracting. <laughs> <laughs> you can gah, see it? Gah, gah, gah. <laughs> can you see it? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Apparently, uh, her mom was taken to a dentist office outside the penitentiary two weeks after she began her prison sentence. The prison guard escorted the senator to the dentist office and waited in the waiting room during the appointment. That's when this hottie, her daughter, showed up. The guard was occupied while her mother tied a rope to a table and jumped out of the window of the third floor dentist office. Awesome. Video of the daring escape shows the senator suffering a hard land on the pavement. Onlookers attempt to help her. Then she jumps on a getaway motorcycle that was nearby oh, damn. and speeds away. Wow, they had it all planned out. They had it all planned out. Hmm. Is she still, is she loose on the lamb? She's loose on the lamb. Oh, wow. I'm rooting for her. Well, but this girl being a uh, influencer, like, uh, don't wouldn't the cops just go right to her? Yeah, they did, and she's like, "What?" She's like, "I didn't know." She's like, "That's not my fault. You guys are all looking at me." <laughs> it's hard to be hot. While her mom was on the run, the daughter then used her mom's prison escape to bolster her own image. As a matter of fact, a month after the prison break, apparently she was posing in only handcuffs for a magazine. Oh. With the headline, The Daughter of the Fugitive Congresswoman Confesses. Damn. Well, how about that? Oh, actually, Mum was nabbed just recently. Oh, oh she yeah. got oh, she was, that magazine. Yeah, they got her in uh, Venezuela, and she was extradited back to Colombia. So now she's probably got more charges. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's going to be in there longer. The daughter's still being hot on the internet. Mm. Why not? There's that magazine cover. Damn. The handcuffs Shh. don't cover much. <laughs> I didn't even see the handcuffs. Wow. <laughs> of course not. How is she skating by through this? Apparently she is. She didn't. She says I didn't do anything wrong. I guess she didn't. I guess just being attractive yeah, isn't a crime. No, she's like, I was just at the dentist with my mom. And she's it's, like, I had no idea that said, she was, she wanted to escape. Yeah, that's what she's saying. Yeah. If, if you had to repel from a third story dentist office, yep. could you do it? Like, could you, do you trust your knots enough? With some sheets, with some bedding. Yeah, I can. I can tie a good knot to support yourself and not. I think so. Not die. Yeah. What are you doing? Just a standard. Like I was a Boy Scout for I don't know, like a weekend. Do you like a do a couple uh, nautical knots? You don't know nautical knots. No. Yeah, I do because I had to tie a couple uh, boys boys up. But what about when you're on the water? <laughs> what do you mean? 
Are you just doing that standard like double knot? Is that suspending me? That's all I would do is I would just do like a one knot, yeah. two knot, maybe a third for good measure. Play it safe. Play it safe, yeah. That's all I would do. Glue it, retie it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know knots. See, I've thought about this a lot because when I was a child, it was really put into me a fear of homes burning down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? I was always told that for some reason my house was going to burn down. I watched Disney movies on it, a, a particularly terrifying one. Had to mm-hmm. have an escape plan. Donald Duck was in um and but my bedroom window was on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And it was a straight drop down. Yeah, yours is way too high. Like I, like you can't jump from my childhood bedroom window. There's no way you wouldn't survive. I wouldn't survive it. So I would have to tie sheets together. So I've actually put a lot of thought mm-hmm. into doing the bed tying of the sheets. And then what do you secure the sheet to? The as bed an anchor. So you have to tie something like a, that won't be pulled through the window. You have to tie like a loop. And try to get that underneath your the foot of your bed. All right. And then pull it and hope that if you if your bed does pull, it gets stuck on the wall by the window. All right. As like a like a like an anchor catching. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I threw a picture up uh, of some nautical knots. That will save you because those knots can hold a boat. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not doing any of this. You, well, you got to learn. These. How do you do these with sheets though? Crash. Well, just roll your sheet up like it's a rope and then tie them together like that. I got police on the other side of the door. I'm yeah, you're getting my doing... teeth cleaned right now. Well, yeah, think TikTok. about you're like, oh, my nautical training. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's an old saying. Okay. And it's being texted in, and the old saying goes, "If you don't know knots, tie lots." Oh, that's that's Marcy's theory. That's put my a, theory. Put a third knot on there. With third knot. Triple knot. <laughs> triple <laughs> knot it up. The rarely used. Yeah. The triple knot. Just triple knot it up. Mm. And there you go. I'm gonna post a picture up on the app, and I just want to ask one question. Would this totally tick you off and would you say something? Okay. It's kind of amazing that airline passengers are still finding ways to annoy each other. And now that air airfares are decent, people are getting back on planes, travel is happening. Here's the latest. Someone posted a photo after a woman with long hair draped it over the back of her headrest. Oh, I do not like that. I don't understand how someone can be so inconsiderate. I have pushed hair back over the seat. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want your hair dangling on my side. Do you give them a heads up first or your nope. hands on immediately? No. Well, I use like my stir stick for my coffee. Oh, oh. Well, don't put your hair over the seat. And I'll, I'll scoop it and go f- and kind of give it a little flick. I don't understand why anybody would do this. So I know there's a lot of text coming in, so I'm going to post it really quick. Ready? Okay. Here we go. And it's up. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. You guys got it? No, guys, no. Her, her hair is so long that if they had their uh, their food tray out, their drink tray, that it would be draped on the tray. I can't believe someone would be this inconsiderate. Also, that's a lot of that's fake hair. You can see where her or that person's real hair is. Oh, those are nasty extensions? Those are, ex- yeah. Yeah. Does that make it better? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Or just unclip them. Be like, here, I'll do, I'll help you. For those of you who can't see the photo, it is a woman with her long hair draped over the back of her headrest. It's hanging down right in front of the person's face. Their tray table is closed in the photo, but if they would have been eating, her hair is so long, it would have been in their food. Yeah, it's down to like where the magazines yeah. go. Her yeah. hair is probably, would you say, like two, three feet off the top of her head? Yeah, I'd say so, hanging yeah. Hanging down? Yeah, because it's touching the tray. Like butt length. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it'd be butt length. 
Yeah, I'd be waist length, not butt. Okay. Butt would be way down. But like if that person was eating, it would be in their, in their food, food. Yeah. it would be in their drink. Now, a few people with long hair weighed in online and they say they understand why they she would want to get all that hair out of the way. Yeah. But obviously putting it in someone else's way isn't right. One person joked they would have gently opened their tray table and then closed it back up with the hair inside. Oh, <laughs> no. That's actually really smart. Right? Yeah, that'll get them. I think... Uh, Has I, anyone, like, sat in their air, their seat on a plane and, like, someone's hair just flew over the seat? Because you don't see it that often. I only had it happen once, and I've never seen that again. You know what I would like do? This. I would just bunch it up in a ponytail and I'd hold it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, because now she can't move. I'm braiding it. <laughs> You're going to braid it. You're going to get up She's with like, a hairstyle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just slowly yank on it a oh, little bit. Yeah, a lot of people say they would kind of give it a tug. Or, you know what? I've got scissors in my purse. <laughs> I can no, take care of that. Wouldn't. I got elastic bands and scissors. Tie it up and then snip and then throw it in the ha- in the walkway. <laughs> or hand it to her. Oh, throw it back over. no, no, no. This can't be like real, right? Well, that, I'm wondering like, if know it's each set other. up. They have to know each other. That is like the hair that I had was probably like six inches of hair was dangling over the headrest. Like ultimately, I'm sure majority of people could handle it, but it was a long flight and I don't want to look at someone's hair. Just, I, I gave it a flick. I had a window seat once. And uh, I got up to go to the humble brag there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got up to go to the bathroom. I came back and someone's foot was on my armrest next to the window. No. Yeah, and I saw that, and I walked in through the aisle. I was like, "Excuse me," to the person in the aisle. Yeah. Excuse me to the person in the middle, and then I turned and I stared at that foot and I person. I said, "Could you move your foot, please?" Yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, sorry." And then I'm like, "Cause you know," and I grabbed their toe and I pinched it. I'm like, "It's like right here," and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm oh. like, "Yeah." Oh. I bet you are. And then she gave it a lick. Yeah. You went full this little piggy goes to market. Yeah. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought those were fake photos too. No, people no, do that. No, that does happen. People do that. Like pushing their feet through to the seat above them? Yeah. yeah. In front of them? Yeah. Barefoot too. Uh, yeah, this guy had a sock on, Ugh. but his foot came out and it was like against the wall of the airplane. Yeah. The window and he had his legs stretched out and his foot was on my armrest. That is so nasty. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. So gross. And like usually, like if there is a foot there, like I give it a hearty elbow. That should be off the plane. I ain't that touching be, it. That should be banned from the skies. Yeah, it should be. Well, you're not supposed to do that, but people just do it anyways. But there's no repercussions. You just have no. to move your foot. Yeah, I'm saying you should be you should be removed from the airplane. You should lose reward miles. I agree. You should be like. Or what do you do though if the uh, put on a no fly list? <laughs> it is. It's the worst. It Passports is the worst. Chopped up. Yeah, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Like here, I'll put a picture. This isn't quite what. Oh, yeah, people with uh, you cutting hair, they're like, "How are you getting scissors on the plane?" You know what? I don't know. But yeah, one, now you're the problem. But one time, <laughs> one time I did get scissors. They, I had scissors yeah, in my did. purse, and they let me on. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. I brought scissors onto an airplane once. Yeah, too. right. Like every now and again, they just don't care. I what, guess. Or like flying out of out of EIA. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I was a little kid, and I had um, my zip little zipper bag full of like coloring stuff. Yeah. And I forgot my scissors in there. <laughs> were they the, like child scissors or like they scissors? were legit scissors oh, wow. and the TSA agent looked at me and went eh you're fine and put it back oh in. my yeah. god they saw them <laughs> yeah they looked at me and went nah not a threat oh wow <laughs> yeah for mine they weren't like big scissors like they weren't like shearing scissors mm-hmm. they were like little scissors that you get in like a nail or like an eyebrow kit but they're still scissors they're still put in the side of a neck scissors oh yeah, yeah. I could easily put it in the side yeah, of a neck take yeah. out a main artery uh, Ginger, I'm just about to post a picture in the app. All right, I'm ready for it. Uh, what would you do if you came back to your seat and, you, and then you saw that? 
go. <laughs> if you can't see, it's the seat behind what would be yours, and the person has their bare feet on both your armrests. Both sides. Both freaking sides have bare feet. Oh, I'd be dumping ginger ale on those toes. Mm-hmm. You can get stabby with that, right? Whatever you can find to stab them, stab the stab the feet, right? Yeah, I'm more want to make their feet really yucky because they can't complain. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about uh, if you like huh, 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 yes. and just a sneeze on oh, them? Oh yeah, hawk a loogie, just Ooh, and let that. everything fly on their feet. They can't be grossed out by it. You're the disgusting You're human being. You're the disgusting being. one. <laughs> I'm keeping that one in my brain. Yeah, right <laughs> just let it fly. You don't mm. want to make enemies with the person behind you on a long flight. They control your comfort. No, but, but for the mercy of them, like, enjoy are you talking like they're going to start banging your seat? Yeah. Then you're like, Ding. oh, then I recline it as far back as it will go. Yeah. Recline up. Yeah. Recline <laughs> up. Yeah. There's a lot you can do. I just hope people are more polite than this. Rochelle shot us a text here. Yeah. Uh, she says, did you see the TikTok of the woman dipping the woman's hair in her coffee yes. and then putting her gum in it because her hair was laying over the seat? Yeah, that woman was a lot, though. <laughs> Oh, was do, she don't, a bit much? You, you do ask the person first, right? Like you say, you, you, you put your hand through, you tap on the shoulder and you say, excuse me, yeah. your hair is all over me. Could you move it, please? Mm. You do that first, right? Uh, I guess. I yeah, you probably, you probably should. Yeah, so in that TikTok, she asked her to move her hair and she said, no, it's fine. And like through a big huff, it just flipped her oh. hair off. Oh, there you so go. So the lady lifted her coffee into her hair and stuck a bunch of gum in it. And then when the lady got up to get out of off the plane, she did this to her hair and she could feel it. And oh. she turned around and the anger in her eyes. It was great. Well, don't oh, push yeah. it. You know what? It's called an elastic band. I have long hair. Haley has long hair. Rage has long hair. Just pull it up. Well, we're all in it together on the plane. Like, it's a tight, confined we're space. Team. So just... Yeah, it's teamwork yeah, at this point. You're right. Yeah. Be we're a decent human the being. Boat. Exactly. Be a decent human being. Uh, Penny in Fort Assiniboine says, I had someone put their hair over the seat on a flight as well. Mm-hmm. Although it wasn't as long as the one in your picture, I gathered it into a ponytail, I dragged it over to the side of the seat, and then I pushed it right towards her face. She turned around and gave me a dirty look. I gave her a look to kill. She kept out of my way after that. Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Also, you don't want a stranger touching your hair. Some of the seat packs still have the, the interactive menus, too. They do. And I like to see where the plane's flying over. Yeah, so absolutely. You got to part the hair yeah. <laughs> like it's a theater curtain. Yeah, like, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> kind of loud, girl. Get a scrunchie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to jump to you, uh, Lucy here. Lucy, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. How are you? Ah, doing fantastic. Good. Uh, someone got into your space on a plane, right? Right. I, it was a flight, and I always have to sit in the middle because yep. my husband has to sit by the window. And so there was a guy sitting beside me. He was in the aisle, and he stuck his foot in my spot. You know where your feet go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I asked him if he could please move his foot, and he's like, no. I'm allowed to put my foot here. What? So he takes his, yeah, he takes his headphones wire and measures his space where his feet would go and my space where my feet would go. And that was a little more. So he said, I'm entitled to stick my foot over here. <gasps> oh, this guy and sounds like, like a piece of. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he was such a, he was a strange person. And then he had his headphones going really loud, like Whitney Houston. <laughs> like, <laughs> on, like, way too many decibels. Yeah. Yeah. And then, 
So I got up and asked the flight attendant, I'm like, is that right? And she's like, no, that's not right. Do you want me to talk to him? And I'm like, no, that's okay. Like, he seemed like a bit of an odd dude, so that might... Yeah, you, you just let it die yeah, there, and uh, yeah, hope that hopefully you never have to sit beside a person like that again. You know what you do? You, just, you play I, footsie I with him husband. the whole flight. You start rubbing oh. his foot with I, your foot. Yeah, it was weird. I said to my husband, I'm just going to get up and go pee every three minutes and make him really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't, but uh, it was that strange end. That is absolutely terrible. Yeah, okay, thanks, Lucy. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Have a great day. Aw. <laughs> Can we talk about Lucy's husband doing nothing about this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey, I got the window. Pretending to be asleep at the window. <laughs> Good point. Oh, no. He's like, that's your battle. Oh, yeah. Lucy's husband. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, you had a little bit of an airplane incident, right? Yeah, so I was saying uh, I worked for this renovations company, and uh, it was just a small company, and we were flying from Edmonton to Comox. Yeah. And uh, the guy behind my uncle's seat, he uh, he put his feet up there, and my what my uncle did is he took a pen, and as he walked up to the seat, he just quickly whipped it up the bottom of the guy's foot and... <laughs> flung his feet and his drink all over the place. Because <laughs> it startled yeah. the guy. Yeah. My uncle just basically looked at him like, it will get much worse if you keep doing that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I bet you that foot didn't go back. No, it didn't. I actually sat his chair right up and... Yeah. Oh, yeah, feet on the floor, oh, buddy. found his manners, did yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his consideration. That's a move. Okay, thanks, yeah. Trev. Thanks, Trev. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, could you imagine someone walking by with a like a pen cap <laughs> and unknowingly running it up your foot? Oh. That and would you work. Just, yeah, and you just give the eye. That's a good move because yeah, everybody's yeah. always got a pen. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jody, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Um, you had a little bit of an incident on an airplane too, right? Uh-oh. I did. We were on our way to Mexico for our honeymoon. Yeah. And I had the window seat, and there were three young girls ahead of us, probably in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And they had decided to have a nap. So all three of them were laying across the three seats ahead of us. Yeah. And they took their shoes off mm. and put them up against the window. And so the entire flight to Mexico, all I could smell was feet. Oh, yuck. No, no, no. Yuck, yuck, yuck. It was disgusting. Yeah, you just smell like the the dirty sneaker. Oh, it was so gross. Oh, and there's nothing you can really do about it, eh? Well, they were snoring and everything, and I'm thinking, how am I supposed to wake them up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh. and you're like angling your air conditioning at them to blow the stink away. Oh, Exactly. Oh, that is nasty. Sometimes I travel with a uh, downy. It's like a, a yeah, wrinkle, the, a yeah, wrinkle, the wrinkle release. release. Just walk by and <laughs> just miss the mother <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> Every ten minutes, give them a spritz. <laughs> oh man! Okay, thanks, Jody. Thanks, Jody. You're welcome. Okay, bye bye. I I uh, I hate it when people take their shoes off on a flight. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we flew to Comox um, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, to see my brother and. Um, the woman beside me, it was a little tiny prop plane, two seats, two tight. rows. That's it. It was tight. And uh, I had the aisle seat and the woman beside me had the window seat. She was already seated. So when I got there, I slid in and put my bag up top and got my phone and my headphones and she kicked off her boots oh. and it was 
all I could smell. And like, it's not even a long flight. No, it was like an hour and a bit or whatever. But it was all I could smell were her sweaty, gross, sopping wet, even dirty e- sock. Even if you've launched moccasin feet, freshly cleaned feet into a shoe or a boot or whatever. Yeah. Once you're in that boot for a bit and you've warmed it up, yeah. it's going to stink. You've been through security. You're walking through the airport. The yeah. boots don't work at this point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a laundry list of uh, rules we have to follow flying. Shoes on should be one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although some flights, you get to wear like slippers and stuff. Well, though, yeah, some areas you are allowed to take off your shoes and put on the footwear that's uh, provided. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Crash of Mars part of the plane. <laughs> when we all walk past <laughs> to our seats. I've done my fair share of stinky feet. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird story. According to the OPP, the Ontario Provincial Police, officers were called to an address in Zora Township at around 5.30 in the morning just last week for reports that a truck and a trailer was stolen. Well, it was. And guess what was in the truck and the trailer? Oh, it's making news. It's got to be wild. Yeah. Is it uh, can, very Canadian? Uh, I mean, it could Is it be. maple syrup again? Oh, uh, maple stuff. syrup is that's good. pricey. Yeah. A lot of money in there. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm going maple syrup. Maple syrup. I'm gonna guess bear cubs. Bear cubs. Okay. <laughs> full of bear cubs. <laughs> Haley, what do you think was in this truck and trailer in Ontario? Oh, drugs. It's definitely drugs. Just a big truck of drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Well, you guys are all wrong. Oh. It was in fact ninety thousand dollars worth of skin condoms. What? Like skin brand condoms? Skin brand condoms. $90,000? Yeah, that's a lot of rubber. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. What do you do with that? This is how the article is written. Following an investigation, officers determined that thieves had damaged a fence in order to penetrate the property. (laughs) (laughs) Several vehicles were allegedly damaged as well. Police are now reviewing surveillance footage as the investigation thrusts onward. (laughs) That's how it's written. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a black market for condoms? I had no idea. I had no idea either. What's and what's skin brand? Like, is that the really thin ones? Is that top of the line? I'm not, I'm not a skin man. Is that, I don't know. Is that a high end condom? Is that a better condom? I think that that's like yeah. It's uh, it's I think like condoms have come a long way. Mm-hmm. How is it comparable to Magnum? Yeah, I think these are like skin, <laughs> like very very like thin, super thin, and oh. they don't break. No, it says feel everything. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's not latex. <laughs> oh, for our latex allergen friends. Oh, what is it? Like uh, the insides of uh, a pig? Aren't they lamb? Lamb? I don't know I what they are. Lamb. lamb skins? Well, like I don't, the intestines? Yeah, I don't know if that's what they are. They're probably something that's manufactured now. Hmm. Premium polyisoprene. Isoprene. Do you. Uh, oh, yeah, feel everything. Natural feeling for yeah. skin to skin sensation. There you go. Um, do you. Do they just put them on Kijiji? How do you how do you get rid of that many? I you don't know. Work your way through them. <laughs> <laughs> and skin's spelled really cool too. It's with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you know it's good, right? It's to make it sexy. The number one non-latex condom. Yeah. Ooh. Darren in the app ran the numbers. Yeah. I'm guessing he's a skin man. <laughs> <laughs> That's 7,500 boxes. That's why Darren couldn't buy his, uh, his weekly box. Because no. <laughs> they've been stolen. They're oh, like, sorry, boy. Darren, the shipment didn't come in. 
<laughs> oh, oh man. boy. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know if you guys agree with this or not. If you've watched reality TV, you know that not all the stars have fascinating enough lives to warrant having their own shows. As a matter of fact, you might watch some reality TV shows and be like, oh my gosh, why is this even a show? Mm-hmm. So a new poll asks everyday people if they thought that their life would make an interesting reality TV show. Uh, I don't know, maybe? Would your life make an interesting reality TV show? I'm, I can't sit. Still, so I'm constantly doing something. And you do love that uh, drama. As we just mentioned, you are a uh, combative fellow. <laughs> right. I don't know if anybody would watch, though, like... Well, I'm constantly renovating stuff. show of Crash, like, arguing with the girls at Shoppers Drug Mart over a flyer price. Well, I think they would. <laughs> People do love bargain hunters, and they do love renovation shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a radio show since WKRP. Oh, that's True a good that. point. We're well due for that. Yeah. You might be onto something. Oh, my God. Have you been missing out for years? Listen, I have a front row seat to Crash's life. And? And it's horrible. Yeah, but you live it. It's so boring. We cut it down just a half an hour, though. You're watching it all day. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you just pick the best parts. Mm -hmm. All right. Although our neighbor did ask me the other day if I was all right, because he said he heard Crash yelling at us Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not good. (laughs) We weren't fighting. You were just talking loud. Yeah, we were probably talking about uh, music and dancing in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haley, you were on the phone. I've got a new poll that asked everyday people mm-hmm. if they thought that their life would make an interesting reality TV show. I think mine would be boring. I don't do a lot of stuff. Like you just get home, get big, go to bed? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I do. So it would just be a reality show of Haley getting baked? Yeah, I'm just hunkering down yeah, until COVID. It's like Groundhog done. Day, same day over and over and over. Consistency is key, my friends. <laughs> okay. All right, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 25% of people said yes that their lives would be a great reality TV show. 15% of people said they weren't overly sure. And 60% of people said, no, my life would not make very good reality TV. What what about yours? My life? Cats Uh, cats and crying. With the little occasional baked uh, goods. Probably (laughs) not. I'm going to say no. My life's fairly boring. I would like that because you've talked about uh, therapy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and how you've got, you know, a lot to unload. I would like, on the reality shows, there's always the one-to-ones they do, where mm-hmm. it's just them and the camera, where they sort of set the plot up and oh, explain yeah, yeah. the situation. Like your yeah. diary. Yes, and it is a bit of that. A little confessional. A little bit of that. Yeah, that's where it gets you. That's the juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. 34% of people said their life would make for a good biography, and 19% of people said they don't know. 46% of people say no, they would never write a book about their lives. So here's what I want to know from you guys this morning. 780-489-4669. Text us, if you like, as well, at 56789. Would your life make great reality TV? And if it, regardless of whether or not it would. Yeah. What would your TV show look like? Like, do I got to start documenting my life here? Uh, Well, you do already on Instagram. Well, not everything. (laughs) For (laughs) quite a bit of it. (laughs) For Haley, she said she'd wake up, go to work, go home, get stoned, go to bed. That's her. That's that's her. Day in, day out. Yeah, that's basically what I do on weekdays. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like a weekend reality show. Oh, do you just like tie one on? I have a lot of fun on my weekends. Okay. Right. On my weekdays, yeah. I keep her pretty low key. Okay. Okay. Mine would be do the show, so go to work, uh-huh. go home, cry, cats, cry, therapy, cry, bed. Yeah. 
And with the occasional uh, online shopping. Yeah, and some online shopping. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some like neighborhood gossip with my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would yours be, Ginge? What's your reality show looking like? Uh, I got to get the radio station. A lot of hot stuff going on here. <laughs> a lot of will they, won't they's. Um, mm-hmm. Got the kids. Yeah. Wacky. It could be like a TLC parenting show. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, holding a marriage together. Oh, yeah, because your marriage is like on the, like, on the might, brink might of destruction. Thread. Yeah. My wife might be cheating on me. That's sort of exciting, <laughs> right? With who? Oh, wait a second. <laughs> no, I need to watch Crash's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for I next season. <laughs> All right, even if it's just tongue in cheek, would your life make great reality TV? This, this is the Crash and Mars podcast. Good morning. Hope you're having a good day. Everybody feeling good in the room? Yeah, I'm feeling all right. You all right? Okay. Everybody well, feeling not good? anymore. Not I know. Anymore. I just, I was looking over at Crash. You thinking what? back? Are you thinking, he's thinking about his life story, his well, book? I just, yeah. His I'm biography? Not, yeah, I'm writing a book now, guys. I <laughs> literally right. just started. Okay. It's all right. How does, what's the first sentence of your book? It Where's just starts. <laughs> What's that? Why do I smell cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> cigarettes and a lack of a dad. Oh, no. Oh. That's the name of the book. Yeah. Cigarettes. I don't, I think it's too wordy. You got to Oh, too wordy. Yeah. Tighten it up. Uh, lacking in the sig department. No, I think it should be like. <laughs> Manitoba mischief. Yeah. No, I think it should be like smokes and loneliness. Sigs well, and dad bad. problems. <laughs> Insurance yeah. fraud. In- oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about all your insurance Manitoba fraud. Manitoba tourism. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the official book of Manitoba. <laughs> a, a, a childhood on fire. Oh. oh because no. it was like, it was a it flaming was. mess. And you did light stuff. Things were burning. On fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah, things did get burned. <laughs> Car tires, houses, you know. <laughs> this top text. What? Oh. Said Crash's book. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it's it? It's not funny. No, it is. This helps me. <laughs> Darts and neglect. <laughs> yes. That would work. That would work. Oh, no. The next one. Oh. Tobacco and trauma. Oh, no. Is it a self-help book? Lonely like, is cigarettes. that what it is? I share my, my, my interesting <laughs> upbringing and that helps people. <laughs> this isn't funny. <laughs> Sorry, Crash. It's not funny. I'm not oh, laughing. I'm no, crying. <laughs> this one just lonely cigarettes. And the, the picture is just a cig burning in the ashtray. No one around. Mm-hmm. The word lonely spelt out with a cigarette. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. I've seen uh, my fair share of lonely cigarettes just burning. <laughs> it happens. He used to light one for dad to come home. Like some people light a candle. Yeah. <laughs> Always a cig waiting in the pops. window. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you're ready, Pop. (laughs) You drive by, see the cherry going. He's like, nope. (laughs) Not today. Leave the light on for Dad. Oh, boy. Uh, We'll get one in the works. I can't guarantee it'll be good. (laughs) 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 Yellow fingers. (laughs) Oh, no. Funny to sad again. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Sorry, are you upset? Are you mad at us? I'm sorry. No, no not at all. Like I started writing my book, and that's what I started with. What does it say? It's just a sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> I figure I start with feelings first, right? Isn't that the key to a good book? No. Hit him, hit him hard with feelings off the bat. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> more coming in. There's more coming oh, in. Oh no, they're really funny. <laughs> What is this one? Dadless and the Darts, <laughs> a Manitoba man's journey. <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. Oh. The great 
Manitoba escape. <laughs> this one, smoking in the shanty. <laughs> smoking in the shanty. <laughs> oh, God. These are good. I'm saving all these because, yes. man, you're going to see this on a bookshelf near you. I think these should be our new billboard. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a porn shanty, a Manitoba adventure. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I shouldn't put it all um, in one book. And the cover's like you doing like the question, like, I don't know, should I go in? Right? There's some little perv in the background mm -hmm. with his porn mags all over the walls. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. He rolled me a free Siggy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can't put it all in one book now, right? This needs to be a series. series. Yeah. People are getting mad at us. We'll stop. I'm sorry. Why? We'll this one says, you three are the least interesting on this morning show. Leave Crash alone. Oh, that's because they want my book. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, keep them talking. I need You're to hear right. more juicy stuff. Crash is more interesting than the three of us. You guys are right. No, no. You guys are fantastic. Would you rather be interesting or bullied? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. What do you want? Because <laughs> I got both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. My road to radio. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a textbook at Nate. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, too. It does feel sad now. It does. I'm it sorry. does it, though? You would read it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I would laugh. <laughs> but I'd feel bad about it. You're like, is this a comedy? Ugh. What is this? <laughs> uh, anyway, 780-489-4669. Um, how's your life going? Do you think it could be turned into a reality show? Do yeah. you think you could write a book about your life? Yes. <laughs> Mars doesn't think her life is that exciting. Haley's no. getting baked. Ginge has kids. Yeah. So Ginge could do the TLC yeah, thing. Yeah, you'd be mm -hmm. like, yeah, just oh, be. The time be, uh, machine crash, that's the angle. Because yeah. you, off the air, you've mentioned to us numerous times that uh, you hold down the fort at home and Rach does nothing. Yeah, it's going to be like an expose, like a behind the scenes. Yes, that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Pull back the curtain. <laughs> You're like, Rach needs to do something at home. Day, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, do you think your life could be turned into a reality show? Uh, Rhonda's hanging on here. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, how are you? Doing Hi. fantastic. Uh, do you think uh, your uh, daily life could be turned into a reality show? Uh, into a reality show, yep. It could be a drama for sure. Uh, I worked in healthcare during COVID. Oh, jeez, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yours yeah. would be like an ER or like a Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Oh, it's crazy yeah that was like a, everything you never know you could you know you never know if you're expecting somebody to pass away or what's gonna happen so that's yeah. something Yikes. for sure and i would 100 percent write a book about my life only because i'm 29 years old and i've had a lot of things happen that i shouldn't have at my age oh geez wow wow you yeah. you, you figure you, you could be turned into a book and maybe a movie 2012 my sister died 2013 my dad died 2014 i had a daughter 2015 11 months later, I had a son. Wow. 2016, my ex-fiance got into a car accident and became a quadriplegic, so I became a single parent overnight. Oh, my God. Next year, my grandfather passed away. The year after that, my best friend had an overdose and passed away. Oh. And the year after that, my stepdad was found dead at home from a massive heart attack. Oh, my God. Oh my wow, you need just one good year. Oh, right, and 2020 was COVID. Yeah. But, you know, 2020, I did put myself through school, so, hey. Holy crap, Ola. I got my, my degree in healthcare, and I'm doing that now. Oh, man. Thanks for sharing that, Rhonda. <laughs> Thanks, Rhonda. No okay, take care. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is a yeah, see, wild, like, like, decade. Yeah, like, that's terrible. And give some perspective on crashes. Exactly. See? So keep oh, keep laughing. Yeah, now yeah. we can keep laughing at it. Yeah, 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 get back to it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Want some more book titles? <laughs>
Oh, they're still coming in. If you don't have our app, download the app and you can see my future book title. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wild. Um, let's do uh, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Good morning, love. How are you? Fantastic. You th- Do you think your life could be a reality TV show? This was actually an ongoing joke in our house that we were going to have a show called Ed's World because at the time, Ed was my boyfriend. Okay. And when we moved in together, I brought three kids. He brought three kids. Wow. And then my ex moved into our garage. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) And we had five dogs, two cats, ten fish. (gasps) That's a lot. And would you guys guys gather around the dinner table? Like your ex is sitting there? Would you fight and, like, have drama? Yeah, you would be surprised. We would put everybody at the dinner table together. Wow. My, My ex and my boyfriend had gone to elementary school, junior high, high school, and college together. Wow. This is almost like my two husbands. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, was, I, I used to joke, I said, can we do like, instead of sister wife, can we do like sister husbands or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah there's something like, there. Oh my God. Yeah. But was, the kids always used to say, oh my God, it was like that. Like they, the boys would go on vacation together and leave me home with all the kids. What? Weird. Sounds yeah, like you're getting the raw end of the like, deal here. Weeks. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they would leave for two weeks. Yeah, you got shafted. Yeah, you did get the shaft in this. And then, finally, eventually, when me and Ed broke off, yeah, um, we were living in a new place. My ex was living in the basement. Didn't my other ex move into the basement? No, really? So instead of elves on the shelf, I have exes in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name wow. of the show, right? Exes there. in my basement. <laughs> oh, man, what a story. Thanks for sharing Thanks, that, Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Not a problem, yeah. guys. Enjoy your day. You too. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, just... And then, she did she say... The ex collector. The exes go on holidays mm-hmm. and leave her at home to take care of all the kids so these two dudes are living like best bros yeah living bro, up. bro life living bro life i got exes in my basement and they won't go wow mm-hmm. wild mm. <laughs> going full stepbrothers downstairs while she's doing all the parenting absolutely <laughs> yeah right see my life looks good now right oh. got a, a dough got a i got a brojo down there <laughs> my gosh <laughs> uh staying anonymous hello good morning how are you Doing Hi. fantastic you think your life could be turned into a reality tv show not a tv show no but uh it is being turned into a chiclet book called the spreadsheet what do you what, what? It, it, it actually <laughs> is being turned into this yeah, I am actually writing a, a book. Um, I had a pretty horrific breakup back at the beginning or the end of March. Yeah. Okay. And kind of went on a bit of a Tinder tear. Um, oh, okay. And some of this stuff you cannot make up. <laughs> um, so you're writing a book about your experiences on Tinder? Pretty much, yep. It's oh my God, I want to read this book. Yeah, it's called a spreadsheet because my friends were like, oh my God, I can't keep this straight. You need a spreadsheet. And so it started out as legitimately a, a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I had a guy fly 1,500 kilometers for our first date. Wow. Um, yeah. I've had, I had a dude who wanted to take me fishing and spent, and, like, really was hammering, like, really wanted to go fishing. I don't quite know why. Yeah. Um, I was working, and he was like, no, let's go. We got to go. We got, dude, stop. And then he disappeared. Oh. Said, Oh, I'm going I'm going through some stuff. I'm like, okay, fine, okay. whatever. Popped up three months, two months later and was like, No, I really want to see you. I need to see you tonight. It's really important. 
Um, no, it's it's not. But maybe in your life, okay. Weird. And then three days three days later, he said, "Oh, I found my ride or die. Good luck finding yours. Praying hands emoji." And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow. these are wild! Wow, wow! Well, definitely let us know yeah. when that book comes out. Absolutely, yeah. I love it. Keep it's, writing. Uh, yeah, it's. Well, I've got a creative writing degree, so we're. You're on this your will, way. This will be fine. Yeah, that'll um, be great. Awesome. Well, yeah, keep us in the loop of yeah. that, and we'll definitely give us some Thanks, Anonymous. Yeah, take care. Awesome. Have a good day, guys. This, this is the Crash and Mars Podcast. All right, if I were to ask you guys how much do you love a ventriloquist doll, would you say that you like the way they look? Uh, no. They creep me out. They are a little on the creepy side. Like, I can tolerate it, but... Yeah. Are they intentionally that way? I They look it, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this story. Four years ago, this dude named Gregor Stewart, he's in Scotland, he purchased a ventriloquist doll from a dealer in California. Now, why would somebody even want to buy this doll? Well, that's a mystery for another day. But we do know why the dealer in California wanted to sell <sighs> the ventriloquist doll. Uh-oh. It's because he wanted it as far away from him as possible. I feel like they all possess some weird demonic thing. Exactly. In them. Yeah. So the question is is why did the seller in California want this doll to go across the ocean? Well, it's because this particular ventriloquist doll who is named Uncle Herb oh. um is haunted. His mouth open and closes on its own. No thanks. Oh Herb. god. Uh-oh. Does it look as bad as oh. Conky? He's uh, creepy. Yeah. It's worse than Conky. Oh, oh, God, look at that. I know. What's with the mouth? That's right. Now, that alone is creepy Ugh. enough, but it's about to get creepier <laughs> when I tell you that the mechanism that controls the mouth is broken, so it shouldn't be happening at all. Uh, no. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. How do, how do you get rid of a possessed ventriloquist doll? You throw it in the ocean. No, you got to separate the pieces and like, burn chop them individually. It up? Pour her, cover it in gas, and light it on fire. And then put the ashes in a cement block and toss it in the ocean. Oh. I yeah, you can't just throw the doll in the ocean. No, he'll come back. Just whip it off the cliffs of Scotland? No. Oh, he'll come. You got to find an old priest and a young priest. This is oh. a full exorcism situation. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Dude. What's the priest going to do to it? Well, oh, also, actually, here's the other thing. Is apparently um, he's also talking to the owner? No. The doll is? Yeah. What? And apparently, uh, Gregor says that the doll has referenced prison in certain conversations. Oh, oh don't talk to it. Greg says that when he puts it in its case, that's when the mouth opens. So it means he's not having a really good time and he doesn't like being locked up. Oh. Mm. Mm. I don't like that. Gregor said once he got it back to his home as well, when he got the ventriloquist doll, he constantly started to hear footsteps throughout the night. He eventually moved it into the garage because the noises and the disturbances were bad. Yeah, once again, uh, I'm with Haley. Like, f- put it in concrete. Yeah. You got to really rid get it. rid of them. Why were old toys so terrifying? I have no idea, Ginge, but you're right. They were. We just must have hated children. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, why, like here, why did anyone your think room. that would look good for a child? Right? Like, nothing, nothing was cute. No, all dolls look terrifying. Yeah, older dolls are awful. Mm-hmm. And, like, why, why can't they make any ventriloquist doll look good? Like, I posted another one. Like, this is another classic. Why yeah. do they need to look like that? Is it the unhinged jaw? Yep. But they also have like the weird-ass eyes. Up? Like, those mm. eyes on all the dolls got to be piercing, right? Oh, they're just... They see too much for eyes that shouldn't see anything. 
Yeah, they're just not. Did cool. you have any weird, creepy dolls, Haley? Yeah, I had. Um, I got them passed down from my great grandmother, and they're the porcelain ones. But the eyes would follow you around the room. Oh, I hate those. I made my mom p- take mine off the shelf in my bedroom because I'm like, I can't sleep. This like is if, too much. If you move them, the eyes move, or you just feel like the eyes watch they, you. They follow you around the room. Uh, oh, like those creepy pictures in the hallways. Yeah, you know what? I uh, Haley just un- unleashed, unlocked a memory. Yeah. I think I know where my love of miming came from. Oh. So when I was <laughs> younger, I I was gifted they, not by my mom and dad. I think like somebody got it for me as a, a birthday present as a mm-hmm. child. It was a mime doll in like a silk oh. mime outfit, but the face was glass. Like the head of the doll was glass. Yeah. But the doll itself was like a cushy like doll. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And it wore it was like just a, sewn onto the the glass yeah. neck. And it wore like a jester's hat, and it had this silk mine with three big pom poms down the front. Oh, oh. and God. it sat on my bookshelf, and I would lay in bed as a child and stare at it. Oh, Don't yeah. You dare your move. parents, your parents hated you. That's why I turned into a mime. You think <laughs> if anything <laughs> to blend in? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can't find me. Like one of these, Marcy. <laughs> yes. Look at that hideous, ugly thing. Oh, Look at it. That's creepy. And it has glass hands and feet. And feet. Mm-mm. But everything else is just squishy fabric. That's, yeah. That's creepy because if you hear it walking, all you're going to hear is click, click. Oh, click, click, you click, would. Click. Little porcelain feet on the floor. And then a little scratching at the glass. <laughs> I wonder what happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Yeah, the little glass hands. <laughs> oh. You're sleeping, you feel the cold glass hand on your cheek. Oh, <laughs> it's just the God. back of it, like yeah, team, yeah, caressing your face. <laughs> down the side. Oh, oh. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the dolls are so creepy. Yeah, they they can like, be uh, weird. People that hang on to them, like, come on, what yeah. are you doing? Uh, Gary, how you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. How hey, are you? Doing good. Hi, we're good. Your, your wife is still hanging on to a creepy doll? Well, she had one when she was a kid, and she talked about it. And then, I guess, on Marketplace, oh, no. she found one of these Aunt Beasley ones, and she's all excited. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad. So, sorry, Gary, what's it, call- what's it called so we can Google it? What is it? Aunt Beasley? Uh, Aunt Beasley or Beasley doll? Oh, okay, God, okay. okay. got a blue dress. and Blue dress, oh, like blonde. She has a blonde bob. Yeah, and I was like, oh. My God, she's letting the grandkids play with it and stuff. I'm like, oh man. Oh, oh no! Did you ever think of just getting rid of it and being like, oh, I don't know where it went? Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see a photo of this thing here. Yeah, I just threw it on the app there if oh, you want to see. Okay, there yeah. it is. Is yeah, it in the box crazy. or is it well used? Uh, it was a used one, but uh, yeah. in good, in very good shape. What is wrong with the fingers on the doll? Are, I don't know. The like, doll that your wife has are the fingers just... all wonky? Yeah, yeah, it looks. Yeah, they're they're. It looks like two we, peace signs. Two peace signs. Yeah, but the middle fingers. It's like the uh, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Vulcan there. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Get rid of it, <laughs> Gary. <so> <laughs> I'm trying. Believe me, I'm trying. <laughs> right? Okay. Thanks right. for sharing that. <laughs> Bye, hey guys. Have an awesome show. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I would throw the doll in the yard and drive over it and be like, "Oh no, it's gone." You know what? Though, at least, at least the Mrs. Beasley doll has a cuter face. Those yeah. are the ones that like get you, I think. It's not so... St- like, well, I'm sorry, but that mime doll is terrifying. Well, yeah, that is absolutely terrifying. That's horrible. What is... Someone posted oh on the app. God. It says, I seen one of these at my grandmother's place. I couldn't sleep. What the H is that? <gasps> is that the first mechanical doll? 
That is a horrifying. <laughs> Imagine if you went to someone's house and that thing was squeaking across guys, the floor. Let me. How do you describe this? It's some Toy Story Sid stuff. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh. Like when he put the baby heads on like the mechanical yeah. creatures. That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, someone was playing God with some gears and a doll head. <laughs> it's really disturbing. For those of you who don't have the app, also the doll oh. head is not cute. It's like some 1921 weird stuff. It looks like it crawls. Yeah, I bet yeah. you. I bet you it's oh. the first mechanical doll. Yeah, it's got a little twisty crank on the side yeah. and then little gear. Knees. So it's probably like. I bet it crawls right to the knife block. Yeah, yeah. Kachunk, kachunk, kachunk. Good God. Oh, you. And it probably has like an old voice box in there. Oh, could you imagine hearing that start up in the middle of the night? Oh, no. You're just trying to sleep, nice yeah. and peaceful in bed. And it's probably like. Yeah, you get rid of that one. You can't even burn it. No, it would it would crawl out of a fire. It's made of metal. Like T2 coming to kill you. Melting face. Oh god, yeah, the head's on fire. I want to film this. Oh no. Oh, your love of horror movies. I do. I want, really come I want to do some real <laughs> twisted puppet oh, show. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That oh. is terrifying. Uh, Samina, how are you doing today? <laughs> hey, I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Wow, we're getting creeped out from all these dolls coming yeah. in here. Um, you're, you own a couple dolls, right? Well, okay. So I missed how this conversation started. But um, as soon as Mars described, started describing her little mime uh, doll, I, I started having flashbacks to these two little clown dolls that I had. Um, I don't know how big hers were, but mine were maybe like no taller than a Barbie doll. Uh, one was kind of like a red and white clown and uh, one was a blue and green clown and they had like different facial expressions. I love those things. I would play with them all the time. They were my favorite things. Oh, I'm like, awesome. I, I totally forgot about them until Mars started describing that mime. <laughs> yeah, the mime doll. Were, were your clowns, were they the, the glass faces with the glass yeah. hands? Yeah. Yeah. I loved playing with them. Like, I slept with them. I put oh, them like, on, the way on my shelf when I wasn't playing with them. Oh, they had yeah. their own little spot. Samina, I just Googled uh, clowns, and I'm guessing they're like the really old ones, the really old creepy ones from like the 50s. Um, I mean, the faces were kind of creepy, but they were kind they of like, yeah, like, you know, clown, clown faces are creepy, creepy let's yeah. be honest, especially on a doll. But uh, they they were in pretty good condition, so I don't think that they were that old. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Crash, the ones that you're looking at don't have that glass face, oh, like, okay. like, like the and mime. I was, like, I, was, I was like a kid in the 90s when I had these. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember how I got them. I just I had them, and I like and like blue. Blue's my favorite color. So the blue, blue and green one, that was my buddy, buddy. Aww. I love them both. Oh, that's adorable. Do you still have them somewhere? Unfortunately, no. We did a lot of moving around yeah. um, when I was younger, that's and unfortunately, <laughs> a moving company we hired. 
event, like lost all our stuff. Oh. And I think it was your possessed clowns that got rid of all your stuff. (laughs) They were possessed. Don't don't hate on my clowns, Crash. You're just jealous. I know it's just just... because you're jealous. (laughs) Yeah, I'm jealous. I didn't have demonic clowns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they they are creepy, but they they were Um, they were like your your friends. You yeah, love but them. like you know, normal normal little girls have Barbie dolls and and baby dolls, and I yeah. had I had some of those, and I had my little clown buddies. Yeah, yeah that's cute. There you go. Okay, thanks, yeah. Amina. <laughs> thanks. I, and you know what? You, I just want to say, like my my day kind of started off rough, but this has kind of like been a really really great like little. Uh, happy boost for me this morning. Oh. Thank you. Oh, you're oh. welcome. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks I so much for uh, participating. Sometimes those memories become like dislodged <laughs> in the show, <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> people have creepy clowns <laughs> and mind dolls. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, thanks bye. So much. Bye. I remember those clown dolls that Samina's talking about. They would, they would sit, they'd sit on bookshelves and stuff because oh. their feet were heavy. A lot of people like, are posting yeah, pictures of their dolls on the, sure. like their clown dolls on the app. But none of them look good. (laughs) Sure, if you were like a child in the Great Depression, I understand there wasn't a lot going on. She said she was a kid in the nineties. There was there was better doll options. They were were probably from the eighties, though. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Uh, Probably, right? Even the the, eighties had superior dolls. Or your parents gave your their dolls to you in the nineties, maybe. Yeah. This text here says, guys, in 1990, (laughs) Mars's mime dolls were popular at Zeller's. They were only five bucks. Oh. That's why I had one. Zellers was trying to unload yeah, them? Yeah, Zellers was trying to unload them. That was the them. beginning of the demise of Zellers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zellers was a pretty big deal in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Lived for a long time. Till they got too heavy into the mime dolls. <laughs> that was a bad bet, Zeddy. They're like, we have warehouses full of mime dolls. What are we going to do with them? That's <laughs> true. All right, for those of you who have kids at home, a new poll found that 40% of parents have done their kids' homework for them at least once. At mm. least once you've just been like, give me that. I and wish. you've done it yourself. But maybe they'd be better off on their own because half of parents admit that they struggle with their kids' homework. Well, absolutely. 50% of parents say that they have a hard time understanding their kids' homework assignments across all subjects. There is one subject, though, where parents really don't understand what's going on. And that subject is? Math. It is math, yes. Because now it's all backwards, right? Mm-hmm. You well, start, don't you start with the answer and try to work back on how you got to that point? Oh, I don't know. It's no. dumb. I just remember being frustrated with math in high school. Yeah. It's just a different way of understanding. Instead of just like memorizing your times tables, it's actually like it's a, it's a way to get kids to understand why six times nine is 54. Instead of just, you know, That's... spitting it out. Something you've memorized. I think, so how you get there is different than how you got there. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a different path. Calculator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the that's the real thing. Yeah, because like I mean, sure we could remember how to do all these numbers, but also like you know we'll always have a calculator with us. Yeah. Yeah. We literally always will. There will. I don't think there will be a critical time where we don't have a calculator and we're like, Duh, scratching your head, right? Yeah. I and, used to have like. Um, did you guys have your times table? Uh, on your binder, taped to oh, the yeah, inside yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had that. Little cheat sheets everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, cheat sheets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when it comes to sine, cosine, algebra, that's where parents get really oh, lost. Yeah. Oh, I'd be in mm-hmm. trouble there again. with their older like, uh, kids. X x times z mm-hmm. squared. 
What does that mean? I don't know. I made it all the way through high school and university. Yeah. Still don't know what a logarithm is. <laughs> a, a who? A what? A logarithm. A logarithm. Mm. Yeah. Doing logs. Still don't know how to do them. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember doing logs? Yeah. Mm. Is that like blades? I don't know. <laughs> no. It wasn't like blades. Logs. Blades were way better. <laughs> that was a fun time. <laughs> they were like 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 your, like the log of like, how do you, how do you explain it? Where everything like was in brackets. Oh, and like that equals other brackets. Oh, yeah, that's that, the best way that I can. Okay, that's what that's called. Okay, yeah, that's terrible. I'm realizing I'm not great at our oldest is only in grade four shapes. Uh, I'm pretty good. <laughs> pretty good at your shapes. Yeah, some have so many sides. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trying to put a square in a circle. <laughs> okay, okay. But the spelling. She's oh. got some big words. Really? Like every every week they have like a spelling test. She'll bring stuff home or review it. And you're like, Apple? and like as she's spelling it, like I gotta check. Like her just. Spelling the word out loud to me, I have to like double check on a list because I can't. I don't know. Is that because know. you doubt yourself now because you just like always go to Google? Maybe, right? Also, you don't have you don't have spelling confidence. You don't spell. Spelling's when, tough. When do you ever spell? Well, the, that's what I mean. We're we're too comfortable with just banging stuff out and it yeah. autocorrects. Mm -hmm. Because getting close. Yeah, so we've lost our confidence in spelling. I've totally lost my confidence yeah. in spelling. Like I'll spell check like the simplest word. Like the other yeah. day, I was typing something out. And I, it was like a three-letter word. I'm like, this is weird. On like an Insta story or something? And yeah, you're like, yeah. what is, yeah. And I asked Mars, I'm like, is this a word? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, but I type it out and it was all in caps. And I'm like, it doesn't look right. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Have you ever got stuck trying to spell of? Of? <laughs> <laughs> that one I can't say. It, it happens to me a lot. No, it does More than once? <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes if I'm really burned out, like at the end of the week, and I'm yeah. trying to write, if I'm writing it out with my hand, sometimes I'll write O-V-E, because that's no. how it sounds. Really? O-V-E. Yeah. Of. Or it doesn't matter if it's capital or lowercase? No, sometimes my brain just goes, of. <laughs> I guess if you're sounding it out. Of. But that feels like a one-time mistake, Haley. Yeah, it's happened a few times. Mm -hmm. I catch myself, and I go, oh, that's not right, I yeah. think. Like, I trip up the... Do you? Yeah. Sometimes do you, when I type out the, you you pull, well, I don't know. I just I start typing and I'm like, that looks weird. Because you're it's looking not, at T H E. Yeah, I look at T H E and I'm like the the the. It just it doesn't <laughs> click sometimes. The the. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty solid on the and. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do it, Jim? <laughs> but you know, it's usually like if I'm tired or something, or maybe I've been typing a lot, and just some words just look weird. Yeah, words do look weird. Yeah, some, it looks yeah. wrong. Some of them they look, look wrong. wrong. Totally wrong. And you don't get the little underlined red squiggly. So like, yeah. well, that can't be right. Right? But and then I like right click and I'm like, give me a suggestion. <laughs> Computers say good. <laughs> and by the way, look at all the now family members who have problems with the word of. Ah! Uh. See, it's not just me. Mm. Yeah, because it's, no it's half of off. So it just, it, you don't go off. Off. It's of. 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 Yeah. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's not an F. Yeah. It's not an F sound. A lot of people say that when they're typing, uh, they, they, uh, their brain short circuits to O-V. Mm -hmm. hmm. Of. Yeah. Of. You're typing more based on the sound. Huh. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> my brain just stops working. Well, if you fine. type O-V, will it autocorrect to of or no? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not a lot of people, though, texting in on problems with the. So. <laughs> Anyone with a the? <laughs> Not a lot of people. <laughs> this one, Haley, don't feel bad. I've been stuck with the word very. Oh. That just, uh, some words, 
It could be any word. Well, because it can be very or it can be very. Yeah, the English language is tough. Like mm-hmm. Vari? Vari. That's not how you say it, but yeah. But I think that's maybe where they get it. Like, Vari concerned, Ginge. Vari. Very. Vari. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. This story here is interesting. Um, If you could think of what is the most boring job... Maybe you've had the most boring job. Quickly, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What was it? I think it'd be like an assembly line where you're literally doing the exact same thing for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. Grab this, put that there. Next. But but you are doing something. What about like, what a security guard? Yeah, that'd be boring. Like, does anything... Well, the guy that we had in our parking lot looked like he was having a blast. A lot of action here. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're a security guard, like, I'd guess, like, 95% of your nights are just nothing. Netflix. Yeah. You're just watching Netflix, right? you got to be. Or, or, I would imagine you're allowed to. I don't I know. would doubt it. I would doubt it. What but are I... you, you're not guarding anything, then. You're supposed to be watching the cameras. Oh. Going for walks with your, your flashlight. <laughs> that would be a boring job. That would yeah. be very boring. It would be very boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, a new study looked at the jobs and hobbies that we often see as the most boring. So, I mean, really, this is all subjective and just based on what other people think. Authors of the study said that it might be a little unfair as well. But um, according to the results, the most boring person alive is a data analyst who lives in a rural area, (laughs) watches a ton of TV, is probably religious and sleeps a lot. <laughs> That's what the study showed. Oh, a data analyst. The five most boring jobs voted on. Mm-hmm. Data an- data analysis, number one. Accounting, number two. Taxes or insurance, number three. It's that time. House cleaner, number four. And banking, number five. I feel like house uh, some house cleaners really enjoy doing that. And you'd see some wild stuff. Yeah, I think, feel like right? you'd see some yeah. stuff. Like, let's be honest. A house cleaner is going to open some drawers, right? Oh, I would. It's oh, a yeah. snoop fest. It's you got assumed, it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Someone's absolutely. letting you into their home. You snoop. For sure. Do Just it. like, yeah, any grocery store uh, assumes a certain amount of theft. Yeah. I think once you bring a cleaner into your home, you assume, yeah, they're going to steal some garments. Yeah. If you don't want them to see it, hide it. Um, Taxes. What if you're doing taxes for like, you know, like a drug lord or something? Or like a well, that imagine, would be good. imagine doing a billionaire's taxes. Like I mean, that's got to be like exciting, right? You're figuring out how to wash money. Yeah, you're getting that money clean. Yeah, well then you're a money launderer, not a that's sweet tax accountant. Cool. <laughs> like I think like the tax accountant doing like my taxes. Yeah. Boring. Yeah, and I feel bad. There's nothing going like, on there. There's a folder with all my documents. Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> I contribute to my RSP. Yeah, yeah, make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassandra just shot us a text. She got. She says, guys, I do exactly what your study says. I do statistical analysis and data reconfiguration. Oh. She says, it pays me very well, but it is so boring. And that's a problem, too. If your boring-ass job pays very well, you don't leave it, right? Yeah, because it's worth the money. It's worth the money. If you just literally have to go in, sit there, and it's it's so easy. Mm-hmm. When, you're, oh. when you're analyzing data, you're like just like, you know, looking at it. giving it a good look. Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing as an, a data analyst? You're probably looking for errors. A lot of spreadsheets, I bet. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. are the spreadsheets of, like, companies? Like, well, it could what? be anything. It's all data. Data, Mars. Data from what? This. What? Zeros and ones. Where is it? It's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's all above your head right now. <laughs> the five jobs, by the way, that are considered the most exciting are in the performing arts. So if you're an actor, mm, yeah. it is very exciting. Action-packed. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you're a scientist. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Cool. Journalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're out there yeah, getting the story. Deadline. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Healthcare, exciting. You never know what the day is going to bring. Yeah. And being a teacher is considered one of the most exciting jobs. Well, oh, yeah. Dealing with classrooms full of... Terrible. Unpredictable. Terrible. Unpredictable. Children. Yeah, yeah. People will, were also asked to name the most boring ways that you spend your free time. Mm-hmm. And here's what got the most votes. Number one, sleeping. This is for Haley. Mm-hmm. Haley, do you find sleeping a lot boring? No. It's great. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, number two, going to church. Mm. Number three, watching TV. Number four, bird watching or observing animals. I like doing that. Isn't that peaceful? I thought it would have been too. They say it's boring. You can like it and it's and recognize it as still boring, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's boring. Well, I would want to be the bird watcher at the airport. Well, that's where you fly that drone and you chase birds. So like, that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's, not, a that's a cool not, job. That's not a bird watcher. I think those people hate birds. <laughs> <laughs> and number five, doing math. Now, this last one here, this is hard to argue. You know, I mean, some people love math. And some people do. I hate math. You have a friend that just loves numbers. Loves math. Yeah, yeah. Such a nerd. Here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave's hanging on. Dave, how you doing? Good, good, guys. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, you think your yeah. job is uh, would be boring for everyone, right? No, not my job. The job that I see all the time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Photo radar truck attendee guy. Oh, yeah, you're just sitting there. Eh? No, you're I think probably, it's exciting. Yeah. People people constantly giving you the finger. You're not even looking, though. Throwing their lunches at you. Yeah, you're not looking. You got nobody to talk to. Yeah. You just sit there and you ask it sore. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't move any, you can't move anywhere. Yeah, they occasionally get out of their truck, have a dart, and then get back in. If you're a smoker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if, if not, not, then yeah. good luck. I always envisioned yeah. the um, the photo radar people who are sitting there are probably just watching like Netflix or Prime or yeah, playing a podcast. Disney Plus, or they're listening to podcasts. But I'm sure, but I'm, I'm sure that they're supposed to be watching the camera, but like they like they have to watch it, like they have to be, pay attention to it. But I don't even I don't think they control it. Like yeah, I, yeah I, no, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know, but yeah, I think it would just suck. Yeah, that would be a terrible hate, job. Everybody hates you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're never getting a friendly wave. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> good one, thanks, Dave. <laughs> thanks, guys. Okay, bye, bye. I mean, Dave's got a couple good points. Yeah, there's not a lot of action, and he does mention the hatred because it is. Yeah, we all hate him. Oh, yeah. If you're listening, we hate you. <laughs> you're irredeemable. <laughs> the worst. You must lie to your spouse of what you do for work. Yeah. No one would marry you. Yeah, you gotta say like you're at least like walking the beat. Mm-hmm. This but text here no, says photo radar playing on their phone, chilling all day. I actually want that job. Oh, I I think it would grow old fast. I think Crash is right though too. I think they're supposed to have their eyes on the the machine. Oh, I have to no make sure idea. it's operating properly. You would think, but but I I would imagine the machine too just they're like the cameras automatically take the photos. They set up their thing, flip yeah. their lights up front to get the flash going, and that's it. We should bring the romance back to photo radar. Take the machines out of it. Have some private eye in there with a speed gun and a Polaroid. Oh, there yeah. we go. That's hot. That's a job. Yeah, that's a that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. 780-489-4669. Text us if you like as well at 56789. I want to hear about your shockingly boring jobs. Maybe you do a job that like, you know, we'd be like, wow, that sounds really interesting. And you're like, nah, man, it is so boring. 
It is absolutely boring. Perhaps maybe you do a job that we didn't even know about. And it's the most boring thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, This text here says, my husband used to do photo radar and he hated it. You can't just watch your phones. You have to watch the traffic. You have to watch the cameras. And you have to take notes. Take notes on what? Like how many cars today? Yeah. Busy road. I'm guessing. Cloud came by. Another car. (laughs) God God yelled that again. Someone gave me the finger. (laughs) (laughs) They're here with the pitchforks and torches again. I had to lock all doors. (laughs) All right. Maybe you're doing the job right now. Maybe it was a job that you've had in the past. How bored were you? This, This is the Crash and Mars podcast. Talking boring jobs here. Have Very you had boring. one in the past? Maybe you're currently in a boring job. You dread when you go to work and then you just clock watch. You're like, oh, yeah. oh my God. You can't even believe it. Uh, we're talking about this because of a story in the news. Um, a study in England looked at jobs and personality traits that we consider boring. It found that the most boring person in the world is a data analyst who lives in a rural area, watches a lot of TV, is probably religious, and sleeps a lot. Mm-hmm. That's according to this study. <laughs> so that got us talking about some like boring-ass jobs that we had. I'll tell you guys this. When I was the receptionist for that HVAC company, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty bored. Well, yeah, you didn't have the internet? This nothing. was way before internet and phones. There was no radio. There was nothing. It was just mm-hmm. the sound of office. It, it was before FM. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Pony Express would come by, deliver the mail. <laughs> Horses are saddled up mm-hmm. up front. Oh, <laughs> tied man. Off on the boards. It was. And like everybody kind of spoke in this whisper like this. Like nobody ever really. Oh, spoke. I'd be like, speak up. But there's action up front at the front desk. Phones are ringing. No, no. Nobody called the HVAC company. Oh. My, the most exciting thing I had was Pure Later would drop off blueprints. Ooh. You're like, please stay. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like a young guy. I'm like, hey, you want to like hang out for a minute? He's like, nope, got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the uh, HVAC guy comes over. He's like, do you have my blueprints? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, Pure Later. Just, okay, great. Did you sign off for that? You're like, no, please stay. I'm like, why, why, why are we all low talking around here? Oh, it was awful. They treated it like a library. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. They an HVAC thing so they can hear the, they want to hear the, the heating and cooling in action. They're like, yep, it's working. Oh, Shh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. Um, you were working at the mall and you had a pretty boring job, eh? Yeah. So, you know, the cupcake kiosk in West Ed? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it used to be called Once Upon a Cupcake, and I was the lovely manager for a while. Oh, fun. And I would work the morning, 9 to 5, in the mall, like, Monday to Friday, some Saturday mornings. But it would be so slow during the day that I would just do all my work, and it would take me maybe an hour and a half to catch up on all of my work. Yeah. And then I would just sit and sit and sit. And wait and wait. I would just start watching Netflix. I had... One of the construction workers befriended me, so he'd come and chat once in a while. But yeah, yeah it was a very, very boring job. <laughs> uh, the, the cupcake biz is not an eight-hour, like, cram day. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants a cupcake full of sugar first thing in the morning, right? Around the afternoon, it would start to pick up a bit. But I'd basically just wait there for my relief so I could just go home and cry. <laughs> I'd go home and cry. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I think any of those mall kiosks, yes, like, guys and tough. gals... When you see them, like, they're always on their phones, and I don't blame them. Like, yeah. Like, oh, man. Like the ones that are flying little helicopters around? Yeah. Like, no one's buying that crap at 10 in the morning. No. No, no, it's so boring. I worked at another embroidery kiosk, too, for, like, a couple of days, just covering some shifts for someone. Yeah. And, yeah, that was, it was boring. I don't <laughs> imagine an embroidery kiosk being very popular at the best of times. Yeah. You'd be surprised. 
actually. It was embroidering hats, and uh, on the weekends, they were actually really steady. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, I stand hats. corrected. Okay, so if, right. you, if you do want to work in embroidery, do weekends and evenings, perhaps? Yeah, pretty much. Then, yeah. then you're then you're a little bit more safe from boredom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cupcake kiosks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. All right, thanks, Emily. Thanks, Em. <laughs> yeah, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Ken on text at 56789 says, guys, I think I win this competition. Mm-hmm. Years ago, there was an offshore oil rig getting work done in my small town. Yep. My job, night shift, was to sit in a small boat. And if anyone fell off the rig while working, I had to call police to go and get the body. Oh. oh my god by the way no one ever fell off the rig <laughs> that's good it's morbid but some days you hope someone <laughs> fell off the rig so all just, he did was he just sat in a boat and watched and the watched water. the water those those rigs are uh, they're big though yeah a large piece of construction are you can you see every part of the maybe he just like you probably just have to drive around yeah, in circles put, putted his little evan root around oh my god oh ken that's tough at night Night shift. Never found a body, though, eh? No, he said no one ever found. Is that because you're bad at your job, or? Ken just fell asleep. Yeah, how many corpses are at the bottom of the ocean? (laughs) (laughs) You were asleep at the wheel. (laughs) Families without loved ones. They're like, did you see Larry go overboard? (laughs) No. No. No, I didn't see anything. (laughs) Um, Steve, hello. Hey, how's it going? Doing pretty good. Uh, You had a pretty boring job, eh? Oh, my God. (laughs) What do you get up to? My job was to sit at the SO refinery at the asphalt loading in the middle of winter for 12 hours a day, and nobody loads asphalt in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Oh, my gosh. So you just sat there? Yeah, there was me and another guy. He ran the weight scale, I ran the loading rack, and we had a TV in there, and we would watch movies for 12 hours every day. Oh, my God. Was it... Was this a time when you could like watch Netflix, or this is like you had to bring in DVDs no. or VHS? Bring in DVDs. Oh, oh Lord, oh, that is so Lord tough. Lord have mercy. And on night shift when you did it, because you had to run a night shift too, you sat there for twelve hours with nobody coming, and you were there by yourself that time. Oh, what a drag! That probably felt like the like- longest shift. It was awful. I would bring a TV and my Xbox, and I had a cot. I'd have to pack it all up before the boss showed up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. you can't get caught sleeping. Yeah, How long exactly. did you do that job for? Uh, about seven months. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. And was it your choice to leave that job? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I just can't take it anymore. Like $6.27 bucks an hour to sit there all day, but it gets old fast. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, a lot I of bet. people are saying that. You could be making a lot of money, but if the job is just, like, terrible, like, you just It's you just can't. ruining your brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, I was a young guy, and it's like, I want to move ahead in my life. I'm not moving ahead at this job. <laughs> stay here and die. Yeah, you literally had a snail's <laughs> oh, face no. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, thanks, Ooh, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, another one that I uh, just came to mind, uh, what about being the uh, the hotel desk uh, person overnight. Oh, it, it would be boring, but you have a computer, mm-hmm. so you can sit there and like look at computer stuff. And when there is action, it's thrilling. Yeah, that's a good point. You come in to get a room at two a.m. Yeah, like, you know. I know I'm, yeah, you know it's yeah. going. What I always wonder too about if you were at McDonald's or like Tim Hortons, you're busy all the time. Yeah, but not every fast food chain is like if you're at Harvey's. Mm. Like yeah, if you're at Carl's Jr. Like there's got to be. Long stretches. Where you're just kind of standing around. And just waiting. 
Right? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, you if you're like? at one of those slower places, yeah, that's got to be tough. You're just everyone's standing around in the kitchen. Like, there's only so much you can do, right? I would. If you I got would, time to lean, you think. got time to clean. I'd be like, the place is spotless. <laughs> we used to hacky sack with Timbits when it got slow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hacky sack them into the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> we were kids. Oh, yeah. no. I don't want to hear this. Yeah. Uh, this text here says, "Hey guys, my friend was a lifeguard in Spruce Grove." His only job was to tell the kids that they are safe to go down the water slide. Oh. You know, like the little yep. blue slide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eventually, they fired him, and he was replaced with a robot, a red light, and a green light. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never replace me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, oh, red light, right. green light, dude. Uh, Tamara, hello. Hey, good morning. I'm good. Good, good. Um, you had an extremely boring job, right? Yeah. Yeah, what was um, it? I used to- I used to work up in Conklin as a welder time, which was, I think, two or three years ago. And the job was over, and my welder was like, hey, you can stay here. They have a job for you to do. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like, more money for me. Yeah. So the United guys, they make um, liners for pipelines. Okay. So all my job was, I sit in the truck, and they have this little uh, pull trailer that they fuse, uh, I guess, a hard plastic pipeline together. Yeah. So I'm hooked up to that pipeline, and they would radio me, hey, Tamara, pull pipe. And I'd pull it for, you know, a few meters, okay, stop, wait 10 minutes, Kate, pull pipe, just pull it, and then uh. stop. And I did that for 12 hours a day. Oh, my, my broke. God. No phone, I had no music, there's no radio up there except, like, a Christian country station. <laughs> Christian country like station. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. I hated every minute of it. Oh, my God. How long was your day? How many hours Twelve. a day were you doing that? 12? Yeah, we did. We did 12-hour days. Oh, and, my uh, God. Of just you, like, moving pipe a few feet and then being like, okay, stop. Yeah, and, and it's then, not even long enough to sleep because I, I tried to set my timer. I had a timer, and I was like, okay, like, maybe I can sleep a little bit. Can you get up at... I'd get up at 4.45 in the morning because we were in camp at a Queen Harbor's camp. Yeah, yeah. you got to get to the lunchroom before everybody starts, you know, spitting in the food, so... I'd get up oh, man. And then party all night till about 2 in the morning. And then yeah. get up at 445. So oh, was, my God. Did you tough. did you at least make decent cash? Um. Yeah, I think I was... Well, not the most. I think I was about 26 or 27 an hour. So it's decent, but... Yeah, I just... Think I did still not weeks, great. So I was like, I, get me out of here. Yeah, eventually yeah. you just go... You get stir-crazy. Oh, tough one. Okay, thanks, Tamara. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Ugh. Yeah, you get the you get the sweet cash, but oh yeah, oh so draining. Victoria says my most boring job was an auditor at K Days. Mm-hmm. My job was to sit next to one of the venue venues and keep a tally of the number of people who would go in. Click, oh. click, click. It was such a drag watching everyone else enjoying themselves, and I sat there moving with the shade oh. as the day went by and the sun went through. Yeah, you never think about that, eh? Do they have to stand there for like a whole shift? Eight hours, probably. What? Do you, what? Do you, they know how many people are inside K Days, or is that for like fire codes for like the venues? maybe for the venue, or you're you're counting how many people are going in to okay. see the Super Dogs? Why? Why would you get someone to like click, click get a turnstile? Yeah, and it's the Super <laughs> Dogs. It's going to be a hundred percent of the people. <laughs> yeah. You know the number. That's why you go there. They jump Super so dogs. high. <laughs> Super Dogs are so it's cool. It's incredible. Oh. Into the pool. <laughs> Love Super Dogs. Uh, one more on this, uh, Brad. What was your boring job? I was a contractor for CN, and you guys want to talk about boring jobs. They, you have to listen to everything RTC does, which is radio traffic control. Yeah. And they don't care about maintenance at all. They want to just run trains as long as they can, and they'll run them over stuff that should have been fixed 
months ago. Oh my god! And it's you. You sit in the truck for. I've sat in the, my truck for eight, twelve hours a day, and I've did maybe an hour's worth of work. That and sounds like uh, yeah. It sounds like what my brother did in yeah, uh, Winnipeg. You're right, John did yeah, that. My brother would uh, sit in a truck with his buddy, and they would just wait for trains to come in, and then a train would come in, and he would walk the track to make sure they're connected or something. I don't know, and then go back in the truck and watch Netflix, and he would do that for like yep. twelve hours a day. Yeah, and the, the one thing is, and like a lot of guys don't know, whatever. Some some subdivisions are a lot better than others, but you're technically not supposed to have your phone. On you at all, you're supposed to be 100% alert when you're uh, in the vehicle. Well, it was John, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was not alert. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, when, uh, when any supervisor truck showed up, you put your phone away pretty quickly because some of them can be real arrogant. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Oh, that how, would be so boring, though. Just How long did you do that job for? Uh, unfortunately, a uh, year and a half. A year and a half. When you left, I bet you that was a great day. Oh, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I yeah. got my stuff. And you just have a new I job. That's, like yeah, your new job that you have now. Is it is it stimulating? It keeps you it keeps your brain active? Yeah, I went back to framing. Oh, there oh, you go. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. Moving that's your nice. body all day. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. No worries. Okay, Love bye-bye. Show, thanks. This, this is the Crash and Mars podcast. Okay, imagine this. Imagine you go on holidays with your family, uh, and then you come home only to find someone else living in your house. Duh. Uh, well, this happened to an Atlanta era, area family. They say they got back from their holiday travel, and when they got home, they put their key in the door, and it wouldn't turn. They changed the locks? A man came to the door and said, get out of here. This is my house now. Oh. Now, of course, uh, Janice, that's the homeowner's name, she called police, and the police showed up and said that 26-year-old Nathaniel Knuckles... Knuckles. (laughs) Knuckles. Never mess with Knuckles. Never mess with Nathaniel Knuckles. Broke in while they were away, was living there for a number of days, had the locks changed, and told the family that this is his house now. Now, when the cops got there, he then threatened to shoot at the officers. Oh, jeez. And then that went into a standoff. Now, a SWAT team eventually rammed the front door down. They sent a robot in to locate him, but found no weapon. Uh, Here's what he did in the house. All of the drawers that had clothing in it were emptied. They were put into garbage bags ready for donation. (laughs) Okay. The family photos were either moved, thrown out, or all turned so that they were down. Wow. So he didn't have to look at them. Yeah. And all of the food, a dry food that was there, was all gone. Hmm. The good news is, is police were able to get him out. He now faces a number of charges, including terroristic threats. Oh, so he obviously made some comments. And the family is now thinking about selling the house. Well, think of what he's done in that house. He didn't just empty drawers and eat food and change locks. No, I take, know. take a blacklight to that house. Oh, my God. You, you would want to burn it down. He moved in and made it his Look own. Look at huh? this guy. You I think, know. You think he was marking it? Oh, he marked every room. Mine. Oh. Mine. Oh. <laughs> Knuckles was thinking long term, like getting rid of the the family photos and stuff. Yeah. He really didn't think they were coming back he, in. He did not think they'd get it. They'd get their home back because he op- he he basically got rid of um, all of their clothing. like all personal connection to the house, like all of keep, it. Keep keep furniture and food. That's it. Keep furniture, food, and yeah. and then I guess have a time at it. This is why you guys need cameras and alarm systems, right? Crap like this can happen. 
don't know what I I would lose my mind if I got back from vacation because usually you're getting back in the evening. You're, you're tired from flying. You're upset. You're crusty. And then now, you go home and this guy. People are in saying there? squatters' rights. They're, they're, that's not true, right? Well, squatters is a thing, but I think you need to be there for a long time. Like you can't months. go on holidays for a week or ten days and then yeah. come back and someone's in your house and it's theirs. Well, now. look at the problem. I think it was in Calgary. Look at the problem the homeowners had trying to get those guys out of that house. Oh, a victim. Yeah, to a victim because yeah. they just stopped paying rent and they're like, try to kick us out. And even like legally, they had such a problem kicking them out. Remember that story? But they were renting, right? They were renting and then yeah. stopped paying. So now you're squatting. Now you're squatting. And then they did the whole squatter's rights. And it was it was tough to get them out. Hmm. If you plant a flag, isn't that a thing? What do you mean plant a flag? I know countries will do that. Like when they get to the North Pole and stuff like that, everyone's Put a flag, flag down. down. There was a, We had another story about that. I remember a couple years ago. Well, that's back, where they burnt the trailer. They burnt the trailer and they put a flag up <laughs> yeah. saying it was theirs now. So I think, yeah. maybe, I think if Knuckles maybe planted a flag... Then it could have been legit. Well, the SWAT team didn't think so. Look at Knuckles. Is that your T-zone, Marzi? Between yeah. Like your, yeah, he could use some on Biore or... Well, I could use some... I'm going to say that's drugs. Well, it looks like acne to me. Oh, you think? Uh, this text here says, hey guys, this happened at my grandma's house. What? She went to Germany and some crazy lady broke in through a tiny window and lived off of her bird seed. Oh, jeez. My dad, who was uh, driving by the house and checking up on it for my grandma, caught her in the house one night. Hmm. Are we sure it wasn't a tiny window mm. eating birdseed? Was it a bird? <laughs> did a bird get in your grandma's house? I'm no. pretty sure someone broke in. It wasn't. It did, however, take them two days to get her out. Like going through all the legal, the legal route. That's insane. Jeez. We had a squatter that uh, lived in a, a shack down our road growing up. Old Harry. It was on government land, and he built his shanty, and it was up forever. He's squatting on the property, not the actual Not oh, in someone's property, right? Oh, no. He was, he, yeah, it was government land, and he yeah, built a he shanty. Built the shanty. Yeah, he built the shanty. It had no power. He had a little generator going, and then he was there for probably 30 years, and then he died, and then porn shanty guy took it over and burnt it down. Oh, porn shanty Remember was an porn original. Sh- yeah, porn shanty guy. Yeah, good old Al. Oh, I thought he uh, got drunk. I guess walked down the road and burnt old Harry's shanty. Oh, porn shanty burnt down and Harry's shanty. Yeah, oh, I thought you were saying porn shanty had moved in. Oh, uh, well, yeah, he partied in there for a bit and then lit it on fire. When you when you say shanty, okay, because okay, here's what people need to picture in their head. This is Crash's like neighborhood growing mm-hmm. up. So, and I've been to your neighborhood where you grew up. I've seen your There's your some colorful home. homes down the road. And the property that you guys lived on was stunning. Like, yeah. you had this beautiful... There was a group of three acre. homes that were gorgeous, and the yeah. rest was interesting. And yeah. then, so, and so <laughs> it was down the road. Now, when you say shanty, it's government land. Yeah. What was the guy's name who died? Not Al. Al's the guy who... Harry. Who, Harry. Yeah, Harry died. So, what did Harry build on the government land? Well, picture, like, if you go on vacation and you're on your shuttle bus to your resort, and like, let's say Jamaica, for example, and mm-hmm. you drive along all these, right. like, jungles, and you see these metal, like, huts that yes. people are living in. Okay. Pretty much that. That's what Harry put up. But insulated for winter. I was going to say, because Manitoba winters are brutal. Yeah. Picture that, but insulated for winter. And then just over the years, you keep finding junk and you add to it. You find some windows, you find some boards, you build a new wing on your shanty. You add to it like a bird would, it's nest. Absolutely. Find yeah. some shiny objects. Yeah. You just pile How stuff around. How did he heat it. it? A big uh, pot belly stove. Kept where, it going. Where the hell did Harry get a pot belly stove? <laughs> the dump. dump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where else do you get all your belongings? 
I guess, yeah. If you live in a shanty that dumps a gold mine. And so after Harry died, Al, the other, he because he had a shanty further in the bush, right? Yeah, he had a cabin down by the river. Okay. Covered in porn. And he came... And but he would always walk the road dead of winter in a tank top and shorts carrying a baseboard heater with the quirt dragon down the road. Did he think it was on? I think so. Oh. Yeah. And then he would go to the... He went to Harry's place, got loaded... And then yeah. burnt it down. And he burnt it to the ground. Yeah. Were they drinking like moonshine out of jugs with X's on it? Oh, probably. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. What a crazy neighborhood you grew up in. Good times. Were they nice guys at least? Like uh, Harry they... was the most, the nicest, the nicest guy, guy ever. Yeah, he was an old war vet. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, yeah, squatted in the bush and stayed there. Well, I got no problem with vets squatting. Vets should be able to squat on government land. Yeah, take what yeah. you want. At least we can do for them. Yeah. But what was Al's story? I honestly don't know. He was just a... Uh, Dirt bag. You shouldn't be allowed to do that on government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a crazy I don't know that story. He broke into our house once, and that's that's all I know. This text here says, "Um, did you guys have banjo battles there? There should have been. That would have been a nice highlight of the summer." <laughs> People are like, "Wait a second! Someone lived in a shanty down by the river." Yeah, there was, and the walls were covered in porn. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think Al's dead too. Because oh, did he die? Because a, a nice couple took over that property. And I think they gutted the place, and they have a nice family in there now. If only they knew the history of that place. Oh, like his actual... The one down by the river. One down yeah. by the river. Uh, this text here says, hey, guys, we have a guy like that uh, back at home who lives. He's got a little shack out in the bush. Yeah. He even cemented the furniture to the floor so it wouldn't get stolen. Mm. His name was Animal. <laughs> no. Wow. Wow. Did you guys name him, or did he introduce himself as Animal? I'm going to say maybe he just gave himself the nickname. Like, I'm an animal in the woods. Big Muppets fan, maybe. You don't mess with me. Cementing it to the floor is smart. Yeah. That's pretty smart. <laughs> what? No one's ever said, you know who's a thinker? <laughs> animal. <laughs> well, I imagine you got a shock, right? Well, you probably didn't right. have a security system on there. Oh, so no, so well, who's coming other, for animals? Other furniture. random people might come through. You never know. I'll bust it into Harry's shanty, so... Oh, Manitoba. Yeah. What a spot. Now, I'm not sure if these would actually work the way this article says they would, but maybe it's something that all motorcyclists should get on board with. There's a new pet that has been released, and you can now be safer thanks to this company that has put out the world's first airbag denim. Oh. The garment is made from the strongest denim on the planet. Even more unique are the airbags that activate via small CO2 cartridges whenever you fall off your bike. So envision this. You fall off your motorcycle, your pants go poof. Yeah. And the airbags are released. I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Unless they accidentally pop. (laughs) Yeah, so far... They haven't popped. Yeah. Like if you uh, if you're wearing them and you got to pop into a gas station and you accidentally walk into a shelf, is it going to pop? Well, he, no, because <laughs> your partner gives you a nice uh, butt smack. Yeah, yeah. Boom, boom. Your ass just inflates. <laughs> Apparently, they work kind of like an emergency stop on a treadmill. It's attached via a, a tether. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Okay. So, that makes sense. Like if you forget, I guess then there, Ginger just put a picture of them up. Oh, wow. So there's the jeans wearing them normally. Hey, whatever can help save anyone on a motorcycle, right? Yeah. So you basically plug into your bike and if you fall off the bike, they activate? Yeah. 
Because you know, like uh, when you're snowmobiling, you connect that uh, little yeah. tether cord. Yeah. If you oh, fall like, off, it kills the engine. Yeah, same yeah. thing like a sea doo. In this case, it deploys your pants. Yeah. Huh. The trigger mechanism is that tether connecting the jeans to the motorcycle. So when the equivalent of a road accident occurs, the tether creates a puncture in the cartridges that then inflates your jeans. If the rider is thrown from the bike, a protective air cushion is instantly deployed. And afterwards, you can use them again. The oh. CO2 cartridges are replaceable. Oh, that's a great idea. Cool. So it's literally like the Michelin man flying off a motorcycle. Correct. <laughs> Just tumbling down the road. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Isn't that kind of neat? Yeah, yeah. I've never fallen off a bike. Yeah. Where are you taking the brunt of the damage? Is it the is it the trunk? Uh, I imagine like the forearms. Or like the hand. Well, depends. Yeah. Depends on how you fall off. Yeah. And if someone like smokes you with their car. Well, don't. Well, that's, that's something else. Yeah. yeah. Airbag is... pants are going to help you there. <laughs> no. Why bike? Because you're going to go flying off the bike. If you get hit by a car, I think it's the car doing the yeah. killing. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> you're going to lose a leg. Probably. <laughs> they do say the airbag jeans reduce the risk of injuries and are as comfortable as any other pant and are 100% reusable. Hmm. People are texting wanting to know if you can wash them. Uh, I think if you take the CO2 cartridges out. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Cool. They're just airbag pants. Huh. <laughs> what a neat idea. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Pictures are up in the app there if you guys want to have a look at it. Let me also show, I'll put another photo up. This fella here has fallen off of his motorcycle. Oh, and they're inflated? And they are inflated. Some people, uh, Joy says, uh, is it similar to the pants Sam Smith wore on that award show? Very similar, <laughs> yes. When he was all puffed up. <laughs> he was, it, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, just in the pantry. Right? There he is. Oh. So see, he's taking a tumble. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. And it's just a smooth glide. Yeah. Yep. And he uh, bounced around. Mm-hmm. Huh. And look, if you look like, look at his, his side of his butt there has been saved. Right, yeah, because oh, yeah. he's just yeah. bouncing on air. He's bouncing on air. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, look at that. This text here says, if you forget to disconnect the tether and you get off your bike normally, will the airbags inflate and knock your bike over? Yes. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, yes, they will. Mm. Okay, I've got something kind of silly and fun. Um, there's an online survey that basically asked you this. Would you eat this for a billion dollars? Mm. One billion Dollars. Well, I'd probably eat anything for a billion. Well, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. this uh, this study. You could probably throw two on the ground. I'll eat it for a billion. Would you eat a poo for a billion? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I don't know if I would eat poo for... For a billion dollars? Even if you get an infection, you got the money to fix it. It's a billy. A b- a billy. I, I know, know it's the, a billion, I know the act of eating a two is nasty, but... I think I would vomit. But, uh, you can get it down. If you have a big check, big novelty-sized check sitting there that says one, $1 billion, dollars. your name, Mars, is already on it. All right. Well, they actually, they didn't do a piece of poo in this. How do you do a study like this and not include poo? Okay. Here's what people said. And believe it or not, there are some things that people would not chow down on for that much dough. A crash would eat poo. Yeah. Now, family, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Would if you someone served you a log on a plate with a fork and a knife mm. for a billion dollars? Yeah, would you I, eat I it? put my napkin in. Would my, you really? My neck here, and I'm like, <clears throat> I don't think I could. Do a little neck crack, and just close your eyes and eat it. Okay, here's the ten <laughs> questions. I couldn't do it. Here's the ten questions, and then of course the percentages on how people answered. Number one: Would you eat a whole raw chicken that's rotten 
for a billion dollars. Oh, you're going to get sick. But yes. You would do it. <laughs> yes. Only 27% of people say that they would do it for a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Would you drink a gallon of clean toilet water from the bowl right after someone flushed diarrhea? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> 44% of people said bring it on. Because uh, I feel like it's probably pretty much clean, right? As long as it's not stuck to the bowl. Yeah, as long as the bowl doesn't have any skids. Yeah. But if it's diarrhea, it shouldn't have skids. Okay, number three, eat a large bowl of freshly clipped toenails. No. You would I have eat to draw poo. the line somewhere. <laughs> you would eat poo. Crash, you would eat poo. I know. But you wouldn't eat a bowl of freshly clipped toenails? No. That's gross. <laughs> What? I have standards. Not very many people said they would do it. Only 27% of people said they, they would do it. No. Okay, how about this one? Couldn't do it. A plate of spaghetti with dandruff on top for Parmesan cheese. Mm, I could probably do it. Malt it up. 56% of people said give it to me. Yeah. Would you? What if you didn't oh, know? Maybe I would. I, I think if you didn't know, you'd have no problem eating it. You gotta eat you'd the whole like, plate? Mm, I don't know. There's I, something... Oh, it's There's something different about it, but I love it. Someone's dandruff. <laughs> Just oh. stuck in your teeth. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, number five. <laughs> That's gross. Mm-hmm. A cupcake made of nothing but earwax. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> no, I couldn't do that one. Only 10% of people say they would do it. That is filthy. Number the, the consistency would yeah, be Yeah, so it'd be like a ball, so like gross. everyone's earwax in a ball Ugh. and then molded into a yeah, cupcake. Can't do it. Number six, drink a gallon of blood. My blood? Of blood. Mm, I, Someone else's blood. No. A gallon. That, uh, that could be a pretty, pretty hearty death sentence, right? 39% of people said they'd do it. Oh, my God. Or you more, take than your... that, more people would gu- guzzle blood than eat a cupcake made out of earwax. Mm. <clears throat> um, would you guzzle blood? No. I, I wouldn't be able to drink blood. There's no way. I wouldn't I guess, even get it down. I guess you have a 50-50 chance of it being good and bad, right? Would you eat a large rat alive? Uh, alive? No. Very few. Only 7% no. of people said they would do it for a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Number eight, a foot-long sandwich full of live cockroaches. Ew. No. No, get once again, foot-long? I'm eating poo over cockroaches. Okay. Only 20% of people say they would do it. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Drink a gallon of year-old expired milk. Oh, God, no. But you'd eat poo. <laughs> You've lost your mind. I uh, No, I couldn't do that. Think of think of what milk looks like left in the think fridge. Think of what for, poo looks like. Well, poo is poo. But milk sitting for even just two months, and you go to pour it out, and it's like... And it's like chunks, and no. After a year... Yeah, after a year. No, no. I don't think so. I don't think I'd be able to. Eighteen percent of people said that they would drink it. <laughs> this one. What kind of person needs to know the answers to these questions? <laughs> I know. I saw it last night. And I died laughing. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I died laughing when I read it last night. And I thought this is the for the now yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. And the last one here, and this one's dark. Mm-hmm. Would you eat your pet for a billion bucks? Oh no. No, I wouldn't eat it. No, not at all. Thirteen percent of people say give it to me. That's dark. Uh, That's is, dark. Did the pet pass away? No. And then you're like, well, we're frying up Fluffy. No. 
No. No. No, as uh, in like your pet's walking around you're like, and you're like, for a billion dollars. Yeah. No, that's terrible. That's a little, yeah. a little dark sided. Mm. So <laughs> people are saying that they're listening to this and they're thinking, Crash, you have a fetish now if you'll go poo over. <laughs> I guess it does come across that way. No, but think about it. Poo is just poo. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> grossness so to gross. it, but. There's no way. And by the way, the Now family is saying that not a chance. On any of would this? Would they eat a poo for a billion dollars? Oh, come on. But uh, anyone, would anyone do the um, the toenail, freshly clipped toenails okay. over poo? Which one would you do? Oh, I'm doing toenails over poo. You're doing toenails over poo? Yeah. I'm going toenails. Of course. Do it. You crunch down on it. Give me a, they're in a bowl. It says a bowl of toenails. Yeah, a spoon. a bowl. Yeah. That many toenails. Mm -hmm. Our boss has been clipping his oh, toenails I, I for a year. I know. And he saved you a bowl of them. Yeah, I know. And I put a bowl of our boss's toenail clippings in front of yeah. you. Or a nice poo on a napkin. Oh my God, I'm doing the toenails. Really? I'm doing the toenails. Oh, man. This text here says if my dog was smaller, I would. <laughs> He's 153 oh, pounds. That's a, that's a lot oh. to eat. Mm. Uh, this one. If my pet is a goldfish, bottoms up. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. If your pet's a goldfish, sure. Could you do a goldfish? Nope. For a billy? I couldn't. No. No? I feel too bad for the animal. I, I, yeah. I, there's no way. What if the goldfish just passed away? Uh, Drop no. Drop her down the hatch. If it died while it swimming around? It just died. Maybe if it died while swimming. Yeah, you just saw it go bloop, uh, belly uh, up I, in I the know. fish tank. Oh, this one here says for a billion dollars, I'd do all of it. <gasps> Just battle through 20 minutes and then go live your best life. Well, that's what I can So, you'd eat poo, too? I think that person's eating poo. Let's put a name to that text. Dave in Sherwood Park. Another one here says, <laughs> milk in general is just gross. I puke with the smell of milk. Really? So, it doesn't even have to be well, a year old, just so the smell. That, what was the... <clears throat> it was milk that, that was a year was, old, Yes. Right? A gallon of year old expired milk. 18% mm -hmm. of people's a gallon, a gallon. Too. not so even a big. liter yeah. not, not a liter this is the big one it's a big one mm -hmm. of year old expired oh god and you're just like chugging it I, although would it even be liquid anymore I don't know it would probably be solid pretty much like a cheese no it yeah but just the most vile smell ever oh yep and is the milk in the fridge for the year, or did you take it out? You're really analyzing it. It's just spoiled milk. Well, like you want it, you want it to be, um, like you want it to be like just sitting in the fridge for a year. Yeah. A year after the expiry date. Yeah, I think that's what it would be. Although I'm sure that would still be vile, right? Yeah. Mm. Yes. It would be chunky. Mm hmm. Oh God, you guys are grosser than this survey. What's this one? Yeah. I can't even read that. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? If the poo comes from a smoking hot girl, then I could do it a little bit no, easier. Yeah, guys. <laughs> it's like, uh, you! Let's yeah, go. let's go. <laughs> and then Kayla and Spruce. Why do I feel like I'm listening to a Saw movie? Okay, <laughs> <of> this, <laughs> this story is nuts. This is where catfishing and justice intersect. There's a guy in Pradesh, India. And he was wanted for several crimes, including murder. <gasps> but he kept finding a way to dodge the cops. Well, they found him because he was looking to get married. So here's what happened. A female police officer called him 
and said, oh, I'm sorry, I have the wrong number. Mm. And they started chatting. After a week of talking on the phone, she said to him, you know what? I am in love with you. Let's get married. And what did the criminal say? Well, he said, yes, I love you too. They scheduled their wedding Mm -hmm. and he showed up and she was there. And just as they were about to start the whole ceremony, his quote, fiance arrested him. (laughs) Wow. He's now in jail. Mm -hmm. That's how they caught him. What a move. What a move And indeed. he's probably like, all right. He's like, I got this lady. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this lady called me and now we're getting married. What was his uh, crime? Murder. Murder. Just straight yeah. up murder. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm surprised murder. they played it that loose with a like, killer. Just get him. Just bring him in. Yeah, yeah just, I know. Just go get him. <laughs> like you took time to court him a bit. Yep. Plan a wedding. Yeah. That's, and, that's, they really committed to that. And get, yeah. So he is, of course, now on his way to jail. Mm. So uh, watch yourself. Because <laughs> catfishing and justice mm-hmm. intersecting right there. All right. Off to Home Depot we go for this next story here where... Oh, geez. For some reason, I can see this being crashed when he is 91 years old. Oh, no. A man by the name of Edward Hayden is 91, and he got in a little bit of trouble. Uh, he said that he had a generator, mm-hmm. and uh, his generator caused him a little bit of problems. So he decided to go to Home Depot to try to return it. When he got into a dispute with some of the Home Depot personalities and the generator, he then tried to blockade the Home Depot. How, what was his method? Yeah, what was his? Because I'm stealing a forklift. Okay, well, he has a 19-foot trailer. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Well, that he likes to take on the road, often traveling to NASCAR races. That's what he likes. Oh, it's a car trailer. Now, the generator was supposed to help power some of the comforts of home on those trips. <laughs> now, he said he opened the generator box um, up until only a few months ago, and when he did, he couldn't get the engine on the generator to turn over. Now, he says he knows a thing or two about machinery. He said, quote, the gas tank had oil in it, but it wouldn't start. Now, he brought the generator back to the Home Depot, and they said, we'll see if we can fix it and pick it up in a few days. But when he returned, an employee told him his generator had been shipped to the manufacturer, and he got pissed. I want my generator back. He wanted his generator back. Now, um, he went to the store. He left the store and then came back at around 7 in the morning. When then he said, I'm going to park my pickup truck with the trailer outside your front door. And I'm going to tell everybody what you did to me. I've got the paperwork to prove it. Mm-hmm. And I am not moving until I get my generator. Yeah, but I think they did the right thing. They sent it to the manufacturer to get repaired. They did. That's Isn't that protocol? Well, there was one thing that got the 91-year-old man to move. Cops? The police showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the officers told him he had to move. Now, first, he said, I'm not going anywhere. Mm. He said, quote, I told them I can't sleep. I can't get the generator. Oh. I can't get my money. And I am not getting out. Mm-hmm. Now, the police said, yeah, please get out of your vehicle, sir. And he said, no. So the police opened the door, grabbed him and double cuffed him. Oh, my God. Uh, That's what? Yep. This That's is a, a bit excessive. This is America, you guys. Uh, you don't mess around. Jeez. Uh, Now, of course, the 91-year-old man has to face a judge, but this is what he said. He said, I'm not the one who should be facing a judge. The way those people at Home Depot treated me was the real crime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm siding with this guy now. Yeah. Yeah. He looks good for a 91-year-old. He looks great. He he does not look 91. He does not look 91. I was about to be uh, uh, furious about him still being behind the wheel, but he does look pretty good. (laughs) He looks pretty good. 91 is. I know, 91 is. Yes, you shouldn't be cuffing anyone over 80. 
right? Just put you, just carry them out. They like, just remove him from his truck. The ninety-one-year-old. Unless he just... fought. Well, maybe he even fought. Even if he fought. Even if he fought, yeah, just bones push him. would be exploding on impact. Right. But realistically, okay, he he's parked in front of Home Depot. Do you really need to drag him out and well, cuff him? He was harassing people as they walked in because he was handing out. He printed. He said he printed out oh, flyers. Well, he made his own picket line, calling them yeah. scabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be like you're walking into Home Depot and some Just old see guy. Just some deck stain, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> is yelling at you to not go in the oh, store okay. and that oh, he was yeah. treated horribly because he looks like a friendly old man. Mm. I can't picture that guy to be crazy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, lesson learned, though, I guess, don't try to blockade a Home Depot. The cops will get you. Or if you do, just don't do it in the front doors. They'll get you anytime. Mm. All right, according to a new study, um, your partner, if you're in a relationship, uh, 22% of people say that their partner made a big purchase without telling them. Mm -hmm. 22%. What are the top things that people say that their partners have purchased behind their back without a discussion? Number one, I'm going vehicle. Yeah, number one is a vehicle. Wow. Yeah, that's a big purchase. Number that's one a is a huge vehicle. purchase. Yeah. Without telling the person that that maybe you share finances with. Because sometimes you you drive by a dealership, a car catches your eye, you're like, oh, I'll just go have a look. Yeah. And then next thing you know, all of a sudden you're signing the financing, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> if you're buying a vehicle without your partner shop, without your partner knowing, mm -hmm. are you guys in the car market and you just jump the gun and decided to pick one out by yourself, mm -hmm. or is this a spur of the moment? Because you're, you're in the market for I a car. It's a spur of the moment. What would, would you... Oh, Jesus. What would... <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Okay, if, so you're on you, your way home today. Gingy yeah. is all by himself. Yep. Yeah. And you drive by a dealership just to, quote, pop in. Yeah. And you see a vehicle that you like and you buy it. You do all the paperwork. Oh. Would Rachel destroy you? Well, one, it'd be tough to do because I need her for the financing. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Let's right. say I could get, her signature. Right. I could get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I couldn't imagine. You think she'd annihilate you? I guess it depends on the vehicle. Yeah. With something she Let's had really wanted. You got like a ball in Audi. Yeah. That sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I just can't imagine the power structure. I know, in right? In a relationship mm -hmm. where one of them's just like, you know what? I spent fifty thousand dollars today. Sorry. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. Yikes. If you and Rachel made the same amount of money. Oh, it's not even Is the that different? It's not it's even just that. It's just respect. not discussing. That's a big amount of that's a big ticket to not it's even. It's a big discuss. ticket. Yeah. yeah. What if you bought a boat? Oh, that'd be fine. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's money well spent. That's number two. Is that number two? Number two is boat or water sports. That's an investment. So like a sea do or stuff like that. Uh, by the way, if you want to join us on this conversation, seven eight zero four eight nine four six six nine. If you have a story you would like to share with us this morning about what did your partner buy behind your back? Number three, and this could possibly be because it's an American study, a swimming pool. Oh, like a, a backyard like pool. Like an in-ground. Like, in, like you come home from work and there's a man in your backyard with a measuring tape getting oh ready to do Oh, my God. That would be... I'd be like, I, well done. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to see the bill. <laughs> <laughs> right? Number three is a pool. That's got to be an above ground. Like a quick... Like fifteen hundred dollar no, pool set I, it up. I, I you think, think it's the full deal? I think that's an ingram. Like a backyard oasis yeah. is being built. Yeah. Uh, number five is a motorcycle. Mm. Oh yeah. I'm surprised pool before motorcycle. Again, this is a state yeah. study, so it might, that might be why motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Which Big is ticket. which is uh, number six a trip. For both of you, I'm guessing. Well, that would that would be nice because then it's a surprise. Some people don't like to be surprised with big trips. You don't want to be surprised with a trip? Some people don't like it. Hmm. 
What about, uh, I bet around these parts, RVs. Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. an RV would be a yeah. big, oh, God. Like, instead of pools here, we probably have, like, snowmobiles, ATVs, yeah. that kind of thing, right? It's possible. Like, all those toys, yeah. Yeah. All right, I want to find, if uh, from the Now family this morning, the biggest ticket item that was bought behind your back. Mm-hmm. We'll see if, what, the, what the biggest one is. Is there anybody who went so far as to buy a house? Oh, jeez. Because I like, can't think surprise! of a bigger ticket. <laughs> I can't think of a bigger ticket. No, that would be the ultimate. Like, up to half a million dollars? In, in a house. Surprise. Surprise. I hope you like it. <laughs> All right. Did someone buy a huge ticket item behind your back? This, this is the Crash and Mars podcast. Did you or your spouse buy a big ticket item without letting you know? Yes. Mm. This one here says, forget the big ticket item. Yeah. I can't even buy toilet paper without my wife's approval. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Not going to let anything no. slip through there. A <laughs> uh, bunch of peeps have some stories here. 780 489 uh, We'll jump to Kyle. How you doing, Kyle? Hey, how you guys doing? I'm right, doing good. pretty good. Uh, were you the one that bought a big ticket item without letting your spouse know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you get up to? What would you buy? Well, I was going to buy myself a new vehicle, and she knew about that. Yeah. But uh, I had a bit of a bad driving record out of high school, so because my insurance, I couldn't get a new vehicle. Yeah. So I went to the bank, and I bought a bike, a motorbike. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was on the list. <laughs> that was, was on it? my list. Yeah. Can you say the uh, the price tag on it? Uh, it was between ten and 15000 there. <laughs> well, that's noticeable. So, she called me and she goes, oh, what are you up to? And I said, well, you really want to know? Yeah, I'm at the bank getting money for a motorbike. And oh. she just hangs up on me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because, well, she, she's a girlfriend, right? But yeah. we know that we're going to be married in the next while because we're just in school, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, she comes home and she's all upset whatever and obviously she has the right to be a bottom of bike behind her back yeah <laughs> yeah did you end up keeping it oh yeah it's still in the garage yeah oh yeah yeah did she eventually come around and enjoy the the bike well i bought one that she can't ride on but <laughs> <laughs> right sorry just for me babe yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great kid uh, she came around. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, thanks, Kyle. No problem. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's no room for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tasha, how are you doing today, Tasha? Hello, Tasha. I'll put you back oh, on hold, okay. Tasha. Uh, Ashton, how are you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, your husband uh, did a, a big ticket item without you knowing. Yes, but it wasn't all in one shot. So he decided out of the blue one day he was going to build his own computer. So he started buying pieces online here, there, and everywhere. Ended up totaling $9,500 to build this for Oh, man. That's an expensive machine. But I'm going to say he had a good method because he was buying a bunch of smaller ticket items that eventually became one big ticket item. So you didn't really yeah. notice when like a, a wiring harness, like a motherboard came in, right? Yeah, no, I didn't notice any of that. It was when he was like, babe, look what I did. And he goes to turn it on for the very first time, and it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that <laughs> so sucks. we ended up spending another $3,500 on top of that to get this thing working. Oh, oh no. no. 
because he's already That's committed. What... He's already committed ninety five hundred into it. You might as well get it working. That's when I found out how much he spent to build the thing. I was just done. <laughs> oh man, how uh, over what time frame did he spend uh, ninety five hundred? A year. A year. Okay, so. Yeah, every time an item yeah. comes in, you're just like, "Oh, okay, okay, well, whatever," and then you don't, qu- okay. you don't, you don't really do the math until the end. No, and he would like intercept a lot of that because he works <laughs> seasonal, so he's home for six months out of the year. Mm. So I was at work when a lot of this stuff was coming in, so I didn't even notice it really. Oh, oh, that oh sucks. yeah, yeah. Um, when you finally <laughs> paid an extra thirty-five hundred, was that computer incredible? Yes, it's still working 10 years later. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, that's good news. That's good news. You're definitely getting your money's worth. Exactly, but when I went and bought my MacBook, he got mad at me because I dropped $2,200 on that, and I'm like, really? We're going to go there with computers? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, you can't can't really complain about anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Ashton. No problem. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. That's a lot of cash. Is it worth it? Uh, for a computer? I'm going to guess he probably got, uh, once you pass a certain point okay. of spending that much money, you're just yeah, like, well, I, just... I got to go full deal. Like the uh, the Mac in the uh, office, my old Mac. Yeah. It's a 21-inch Mac from the year 2009. Yeah. I paid uh, over $500 to fix it, and I made the mistake of looking online. I could buy the exact same computer for $120. bucks. us it worth On Kijiji. Well, I even asked uh, the guy that uh, was repairing it. Was it worth it for me I to said, do is this? it worth yeah. it? And he's like, <laughs> he, he gave me that look. And he's like, like if it means something to you, I'm like, well. Uh, there's memories I, there's, on there, I there's guess. There's memories and some photos. He's like, well, it's 100% up to you. And oh, So you spent the money. I already knew that they were dirt cheap on Kijiji. Yeah. But mm. I don't know. I just felt I just felt bad. I wanted okay. to get the computer working. So that one, way overspent. Uh, I think Tasha's back. How you doing, Tasha? Good, how are you guys? Uh, Good. good. All right, so uh, your fiancé bought a big ticket item without you knowing? Uh, Yeah, he did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we, uh, just a few years ago, um, he'd been talking about wanting to buy a quad. um, I was kind of like, you know, no, we really don't want want to have a quad. We're going to move back into town. You're not going to use a quad. I get a phone call. I'm out with our son, and it's like, so... um, I bought a quad. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. What? You bought a what? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I found out that I was the second person to know about the quad later that day when his brother on the phone says, "So how did she take the news about the quad?" <gasps> oh, you heard it. Oh, <laughs> you heard no. him in the background. You're like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, what was the price on that quad? Um, I think it was about ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. Man. Did oh, you eventually come around and enjoy the quad? Um, no, because it was again like another one said a quad. He bought a motorcycle that is uh, his uh, his uh, significant other couldn't ride on. I also could not ride on the quad. Oh, really? Yeah. No room for yeah. you on the quad. Nope, no room for me on the quad. Um, so yeah. You are the kids. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Honey, I bought a quad that only I can use. <laughs> that basically, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh that is hilarious. Okay, thanks for sharing <laughs> thanks, that. Thanks, Cash. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, this text here says, hey, guys, please keep me anonymous. I bought a Jag and then I bought a house without my ex-girlfriend knowing it was the house that made her the ex. Mm. So she was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Wow. 
Another one here says, hey, guys, my husband did a $20,000 motorcycle behind my back and a trip to Costa Rica on two separate occasions. The trip, I was okay with, sort of. I would have rather been involved in the planning, though. The motorcycle, not cool. Yeah. I think trips are a little more forgiving because that can be a nice surprise, right? Uh, Jeff from Stoney and his wife have bought a number of things behind each other's back. Okay. Uh, He says, list them off. Number one, he bought a boat used. Yeah. He says, I got in major trouble. But it's used. So I had to upgrade it, and then I sold it. I had to upgrade it. Yeah, so that's what he did. Yeah. Well, I think he fixed up the boat, and then he sold it. He said, then my wife took the money from that boat and bought another boat two weeks later. What the F? She bought a boat? So Jeff bought a used boat, fixed it up, sold it. She took that money and went and bought a boat. Do you think she bought a brand new boat? Because she didn't want used? Yeah. Uh, he says, number two, I had to buy a motorcycle after my brother wa- bought one mm. and didn't tell his wife. He called me up later and said, it's time I learned how to ride because I had to buy his bike off him. So the, wife- <laughs> the wife said, get rid of the bike. <laughs> and number three, a 32-foot camper tow behind. Mm. He said, I came home from work and my wife bought it. I was blown away. Wow. Blown away, but not disappointed. Not disappointed. He says he loves it. <laughs> I think if uh, if the wife came home with a recreational vehicle, I Most think all guys dudes would be, be like, like yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. You're They're right. Like, I don't know. You look at the books. I'm sure it's gonna I'm sure it's gonna work. I feel like if like if a woman came home with like let's say a, a BMW, mm-hmm. I think guys would be like, sweet. Yeah. If you came home with a quad, mm. yeah, right. Whereas like, it's not funny that that's how that is. Where yeah, the yeah. other way around, I I'd would, be like, Mm-mm. I wouldn't even think about the bank account. I'd be like, sweet, let's take her for a rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Guys are totally different. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 780-489-4669. Uh, do another one here. We'll go with uh, Sue. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hey. All right. So uh, did someone buy a big ticket item behind your back? No, I was the buyer. Oh, you, oh, you did. did it. Okay. What did you My buy? Was, he was on holiday. Well, not holiday. He was visiting his parents in BC, and I bought some land. I bought a lot for us to build a house on. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh. That's a big yeah. ticket item. It was. It was. And um, so then I called him. Uh, he called me that night. And uh, I said, oh, by the way, I, I bought a lot. And he said, so how much was it? I said, well, I, I can't remember now, but I think it was around 350 And um, oh. he, he said, oh, I guess we're moving then. That was his reaction? That was his reaction, yeah. Oh, man. So were you on the market for... Uh, like we, property? we had been talking about it for quite a while, but we we just weren't committing and weren't finding one that we liked. And, and you're like, uh, I so can't pass this one up. Bing, bang, boom, signed and got it done. Yep. How did and you it end up? So great. Oh, oh yeah. Did you end up building your dream home on it? Um, no, we've moved since then. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we built a really nice house on there and loved it. Loved the neighborhood. It worked out all really good. Oh, okay. Well, there all you right. go. That's kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, great story. Yeah. Thanks, Sue. All right. Talk to you later. This this is the Crash and Mars podcast. All right. Do you guys ever have bad allergies when the pollen count says they shouldn't be that bad? Mm. Oh, yes. you it annihilates I, you. It anno- well, even if it's like right now, I'm I have allergies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of what? The dust, like in our uh, condo, like above the door, uh, there's a intake, like for your fresh air circulation, whatever. I put a fabric uh, filter over that, and it is black by the end of the week. Like I just changed it the other day, and it it already is like dark, deep brown. 
do you notice it seasonally or sometimes of year worse than others? Or uh, is it constantly? Yeah, this this time of year is really bad because mm-hmm. I think, I'm guessing it's just dust and dirt being tracked into the building through the parkade and everything. It mm-hmm. goes up the elevator shafts. The it's just blowing dusty. around. Yeah. But so even I'm in trying here, to prevent all this dust, but it still gets it. Even in here, like, can you guys smell dust? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can. Listen, you can hear how plugged my nose is. I know. I feel that oh, way, too. Geez. Yeah. Can't breathe out of it. Yeah. It sucks. Well, imagine finding out that the reason why your nose is plugged and you guys are having a hard time breathing today isn't because of your allergies. A 38-year-old guy in New York told his doctor he was having a hard time breathing and that this has been going on for several years now and he didn't know why. Mm -hmm. So they decided to go up his right nostril with a tiny camera and they found a tooth growing in his nose. Ah! There could be teeth up there. Well, because like your top teeth, obviously something flipped and it grew this way into your sinuses. It was an, is that an incisor? Yeah. Yeah. Which is the teeth in the front of your mouth. Oh my God. So so that went up? So it wasn't like a molar. It was like your front teeth. Oh my God. I do not like unexpected teeth. And Uh. they could clearly see it poking out Mm. into his nasal cavity. Mm. Oh, gross. Oh, that... uh, That is a nasty photo. Now, extra teeth aren't unheard of, but they usually show up near the roof of your mouth, not way up inside your nose. Luckily, he's okay. They did surgery to remove the tooth. He's breathing a lot easier now, and they say that this can definitely happen. I wonder how far back. It must have been deeper than like a a pinky length. Yeah, because you would have felt it over the years. You'd think. You're like, oh, what's this rock hard thing in here? It ain't a boog. You're right. It must have been like way up where he couldn't. It was probably in like this sinus cavity a bit and it would just get infected. Oh, it's weird. Like when I got my nose fixed, I thought something was wedged up there, like left up there from previous surgery. Or a tooth. Or a tooth. (laughs) They didn't tell me tooth. I think if they suggested tooth, I think I that's all I would have thought about. Some weird tooth growing in my face. Why does that weird us out so much? I don't know. Because it doesn't belong there. Is that what it is? Yeah. A tooth should not be in my nasal passage. <laughs> Has anybody ever had a tooth growing out of the t- the roof of their mouth? Can that happen? Some people can double up. Mm-hmm. Like a shark. Yeah. Like some people can have teeth behind their teeth. Yeah, rows they just slip. Yeah, they yeah. don't push the baby teeth out. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give that a Google. There's some gnarly photos of that. Yep. So what do they do? Do they like just pull the extra teeth? Well, yeah. if, if you don't have dental plan or you can't afford it, you just you have multiple teeth. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they'll just pull the baby teeth. But think of how quick you can mulch how steak. Efficient. <laughs> <laughs> Does it gross you out to watch your kids lose their teeth, or are you cool with it? I'm fine with it. Like They're- even the flicking of the tooth, where you're like, <laughs> they'll go like they'll bend them straight ninety. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I remember doing that as a kid. Oh, I remember yeah. I remember sitting <sighs> in school yeah. and like playing with it mm-hmm. and just being like, uh, 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 uh. When you and push it back further and further with your tongue, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that can go quite far, eh? Yeah, and, or it would you would either feel it to the point where it would hurt mm-hmm. or you were like, why is it just flipping around without any pain? Yeah. And anytime something is awry in your mouth, oh. like your tongue is just tongue all knows. over it. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if like, a, let's say you had a tooth removed or whatever, yeah. and they're like, it needs time to heal, but you want to poke it your with tongue your tongue. Care. Yeah. yeah. My tongue. Yeah. It just it flies yeah. in the back and yeah. you're like, <laughs> tongue's the overprotective mother of the mouth. Yeah. It's just constantly inspecting everything. I let my tongue do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Let's, like it's you got your own you got a mind of your own. Let's do something quick here. 780-489-4669. Text us if you like as well at 56789. Did you have a weird uh did you have a tooth growing somewhere mm-hmm. where it shouldn't have been growing? 
roof of your mouth? Did you have like the two layer, like the two rows of teeth? Is a tooth only reserved for the head? Or can I get a tooth growing on my arm? Like a palm tooth? Yeah, my palm tooth. No, it's, I think it's only reserved for the mouth. Is it just only in this area? I think so. But why? I don't know. Well, wh- why anything? Yeah. Why did we stop at two ears? Yeah. How does the body know? <laughs> why? Just, yeah, how do you why know do they to decide? put that right there? <laughs> why two sets of teeth? Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, what is the point of that? Why do we lose the teeth and then get adult teeth in? Mm-hmm. Uh, here, uh, 7804894669 if you got a story. Uh, Jane, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, what's going on in your mouth? <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I had, uh, I had braces, and I actually had a tooth that was growing up into my palate. <gasps> uh, it didn't hurt or anything like that, but when I was, like, at the orthodontist, they ended up having to do surgery and attach, like, um a button to the tooth and then it was a chain attached to my braces to pull the tooth back down. What? They were able to pull it from the pat like the roof of your mouth and bring it back into your teeth. Into your Yeah. Your regular teeth. Yeah. And it was it like took time obviously, but yeah. so every once in a while when I would go into the orthodontist they would shorten the chain and <laughs> pull the tooth <laughs> back to where it had to be. That is wild. That is crazy. And I would imagine you could feel like pressure or tension when they're, when you go in and they tighten it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like if you had breaks as a kid when they, when they redo it every month or whatever. Like it was tight. Nice tight again. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. Man. How far did the tooth have to move? Like, was it in the middle of your mouth or was it kind of on the side? Uh, From what I understand, I think it was in the like kind of in the middle side portion yeah it was an adult tooth and so they had to like they had to remove a tooth to get in there to do the surgery to get it um but it was pretty it was pretty far not as far up like to my nasal cavity though (laughs) yeah 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 i'm surprised like you think it would just be easier to yank it out because you said they ripped a tooth out to get to this one why don't you just leave the tooth that's there and then rip out the one in your palate they attached a chain to it and then moved yeah so when you spoke, yeah. when, like when you spoke, obviously there was that chain in your mouth. Could you feel like a little bit of tugging on that area? No, like only when they adjusted it could I feel the, the like pressure of the chain. But as like the time went on, like the chain would kind of dangle there. So I would always play with it in my tongue. Well, yeah, your well, tongue immediately is going to be all over that new tooth. Yeah. Huh. yeah, it was wild. Yeah, that's um, cool. Just so you know, Jane, I'm just looking at the texts that are coming in, and that is not rare. No, I know. Like, a lot of people oh, say yeah, they have the tooth in the palate, the button in the chain as well. Yeah. Had, I remember the, the orthodontist being like, yeah, you've got, like, a four-carat gold chain in your mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. that is that is fascinating. Huh, cool. Okay, thanks so much for sharing that. Oh, yeah, no problem. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, that's the first I've heard of that, and it's not rare. Look at how many people have yeah. had that done. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. That is pretty crazy. So in order to, like, it's weird that you can move teeth, like with braces or with, like, retain, yeah, like huh? any of that. The fact that teeth can move around is mm. is really interesting. Have you Googled pictures of it, too? I was Googling it while she was talking, yeah, to see what she was. Here, I'll post a picture of one. It's weird to look at. This one's like right dead center of the roof of the mouth. This text here from uh, Ashley says, I'm on my way to work. I work at an oral surgeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is it, it called 
um, exposed teeth, I guess. And this is very common. The weirdest one I've seen, though, is someone had nine extra teeth, four of them directly under the tongue. Under the tongue. Oh, like, not, uh, uh, oh my God. Uh, That's... Teeth are wild. Crash was asking about teeth other places in the body. Yeah. And people are texting about tumors. Tumors can grow a tooth anywhere. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, I guess they can. They mm-hmm. grow, the tumors can grow organs inside them. So not bad enough to get a tumor growing. Yeah, but now it's getting its yeah. own life. In now there. you got a dentist up your bone. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you see the uh, photo I posted? Yeah, that would drive me bananas. Uh, first of all, they have bad cavities going on. Well, those look like old fillings. Uh, on the side? Oh, uh, maybe they need some work. But if I had like a little button like that on the roof of my mouth, all I would do is play with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like oh, all day long. Man. Um, Alice, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are hey, you guys? Doing Hi, fantastic. Good. Uh, you had an interesting tooth when you were a kid, right? Well, no, it was my it was my son. He's 13 now, but when he was nine, he had to go in. Well, we got sent from our dentist to an ortho yeah. because his two front teeth were kind of wonky. Yeah. And so we went into the ortho and he did the panoramic. And then he's like, oh, well, he's got an extra tooth up in his palate. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and... Um, so he thought maybe that was putting pressure on the front teeth, and that's why they were coming in that way. So he's like, well, so we recommended us go to a surgeon and have it removed. And when I was at the surgeon, he said, actually, he goes, yeah, it's really common. He said, actually, his one brother had, like, yeah, six or seven of them. Wow. And what they do is they, um, yeah, they cut behind his front teeth, and then they kind of peel it back, and then they take the tooth out. But because there's a little hole in there, they put a little bone graft in there. Oh. And then they, and then they put it back up and they suture it. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah you got to fill the, fill the void a bit. Sure. Yeah, so you don't have that big pocket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, so they did that. And, yeah, so he lived on booster juice for about a week. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can't chomp down on anything. No, of course not. Yeah, booster no. juice and yeah. soups, yeah. So they oh. actually yeah. removed it then. They didn't chain it and move it over. No, no, because it was it was it wasn't exposed. It was like a lump on the top of his palate, and like okay. I'm surprised the dentist never recognized it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, with X-rays, yeah, so did, did he end up keeping the full tooth? No. Oh, no, you no, didn't no. keep it. They no. took it out. Oh yeah, you're like get rid no, of that. No, because I don't think no. Yeah, I don't think it has like a, a root system like the normal ones do. I think it's just kind of like a calcification. Yeah, it's like, oh. like a lump of bone. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have the big like yeah. the roots and nerves. Yeah. I know with my wisdom teeth, I only had one wisdom tooth, um, and the other one just uh, never calcified. So, huh? You know, That's fascinating. That yeah, yeah. Man, the mouth yeah. is interesting. All right, okay. Thanks, Alice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Man, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. What if you needed that tooth for something though? Like it's some unforeseen event in the future. Well, yeah. there's a reason you had that tooth. Yeah, it was like a, it was just uh, sitting there for a mm-hmm. uh, rainy day fund. But meanwhile, yeah. you had a tooth ripped out and you're like, oh, no, where's my rainy day tooth? <laughs> <laughs> this text here says, guys, I work at a dental office. Um, we had a long time ago a patient come in. She had 11 extra teeth on the top. Wow. That's a lot. We didn't see them until they did the panoramic x-ray. So the 11 teeth were still, I'm guessing, up in here then, right? Mm. Yeah. So if you've got teeth up in here. Do they just float around? And you're an adult. Yeah. Do they float up there or do you lose your adult teeth and then those come down? I think if you lose them, like if for whatever reason they get knocked out. Yeah. Then your new one grows. You got a spare. Oh my God. Yeah. Why? Why haven't we all been developed like that? That's where we should be at. Right. Yeah. That's how sharks work. Yeah, oh, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always have that uh, that backup there. Constantly churning new teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
Like hockey players could really use this. Yeah. We, we all could. We're living to 100 now. Yeah. Teeth weren't built to last that long. No, they weren't. Yeah, You're right. Very true. By 70, get a whole new set of yeah. teeth. Yeah. You don't need the dentures, right? Friggin' bodies evolve. Yeah. Come on. That's right. Uh, this text here says, um, I'm 43. I have all of my wisdom teeth. Mm-hmm. Only because I still have four baby teeth. So there was plenty of room for the wisdoms to grow in. So they still have baby teeth? So you have like Jack White teeth? Oh, yeah, because his teeth are really small. He's got the teeny tinies. Yeah, he's got like baby teeth. So why didn't your baby teeth fall out? Do you not have big t- big people teeth no, under no, there? No largies to push them? Yeah. That's what Unless it is, eh? Right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not big enough to push out and they just stay? Yeah. Like, I is mean, the quality of a baby tooth better or worse than an adult tooth? I think it's worse. Yeah, I've seen my fair share. They are trash teeth. <laughs> <laughs> they're there's just nothing to them. Yeah. Really? They're I'm just surprised like nugs? that kids can eat anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look fine inside their tiny mouths, but once they're like loose, yeah. oh, man. It's just a pointless tooth. It's a tooth. joke. Oh. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine all of us with like big adult mouths having yeah. child teeth? Well, yeah. Look at look at Jack White. It would look like Freaky the photo. It would look like when you go get your teeth, like the cap ones, put them and they file oh, like them veneer. down really small. Oh yeah, when you see someone getting veneers and you look at their teeth, pre veneer, yeah, pre veneer, veneer. It's like a bunch of little like sharp vampire fangs. Yeah. Um, cat, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, you uh, you had a wonky tooth for a bit, right? I did, actually. Uh, my eye tooth on my right side. Yeah. I had braces when I was 12, and the eye tooth was actually growing sideways in the roof of my mouth. So they actually had to do the surgery uh, to pull it down when I had the braces. Oh. What they did was they had cut it open and exposed it, and then they actually glued a bracket to the tip of the tooth and then attached the wire through the bracket. To pull it out? Um, yeah, to, to pull it down. Yeah. So every time I went in for a, for a like um, a twist there, a Titans, and they would pull it down more. But because I was 12 and it felt really weird because I had this like metal bracket inside the gum of my mouth. Yeah. I kept playing with it with my tongue. And one night I actually popped it off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so oh. I had to call the dentist at 11 o'clock at night for emergency. They couldn't get me in. They got me in at 7 o'clock in the morning. By the time we got back to the dentist that morning, after knocking the bracket off, my gum had completely sealed up and rehealed. And the tooth, like, fell back in place. Yeah, so they had to cut it open again oh. and glue the bracket on again. And then um, two months later, my gum actually healed over the bracket. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my God. That tooth did not want to come out. No. No, 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 it didn't. And so my uh, orthodontist was like, well, you may have really crappy teeth, but at least you've got really healthy gums. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) They just kept healing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Did the tooth eventually come out and it was all good? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had braces for three years, but oh, yeah, it did come down and uh, grow in and properly and all of that. But That's yeah, interesting. three surgeries, three times they had to cut my gum open to oh, get that tooth to come out. Yeah, your tongue just couldn't uh, leave it alone. Yeah, they're just trying to yank it down. Mm-hmm. All Yikes. Okay, right. thanks, yeah. Kat. Thanks, Kat. Yeah, for sure. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> It's like, weird that, like, on a little tooth like that, they put a bracket and... Uh, well, it's interesting that you'll, you'll pull it out and, like, put and it in place. It. Wild. I, it's just crazy that you can just move teeth around. Oh, I know. Like, it takes a bit of time, but things are moving around. Uh, Alex, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing pretty hey, good. good. Uh, how's your mouth? <laughs> 
Uh, it's it's good. I still have a baby tooth, what? and I'm uh, I'm 34. Really? Yeah. Where yeah. where's your baby tooth? Is it like a little front tooth? <laughs> no, it's uh, like it's on the bottom, probably about three or four on one side. Like yeah. you looking at it, you wouldn't really be able to tell. It's just slightly smaller. Yeah. But I know which one it is, and but it's as strong as anything else. Huh. And like when you go to the dentist with the x-ray, it still shows that there's another tooth under that one? No, there's no, there was never an adult molar there. Oh, oh, the adult tooth never So you got that, you got that one shot. Yeah. And that's it. I can't sit up. (laughs) Yeah. If you, yeah, you got to hang on to that baby tooth because there's nothing else behind it. Did it grow to be like an adult size? Like, does it fit your face or is it small? No, it's like, I mean, it looks fine. It looks normal. Um... And so, like if I if you like if I grip my teeth, everything fits. If I smile, you can't tell. Um, but like I said, I know which one it is. Yeah. And it's just slightly smaller. But like I asked my dentist a while ago, and they're like, "Well, as long as you like take care of it like any other tooth, it'll be fine." Mm-hmm. Wild. Huh. Yeah. It's, Mar- I, Mars, yeah. I feel like you're you're giving him a bit of a complex. No, no, no. I didn't. And I, I know. I, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> you really should be concerned about that small tooth. No, I'm just wondering because sometimes, like, because little kids' teeth are super small. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm just wondering. You're wondering if, if it's like a dramatic if, yeah, difference. Like, yeah, like or if it grew. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, like, yeah, like, it fits with my adult molars on top, and yeah, it looks fine. Yeah. Huh. huh. That's interesting. Okay. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. No Love okay. your show. Oh, thanks, buddy. Call anytime. Bye, bye. There's a couple of people while Alex was talking there. Like this one says, I also have four baby teeth. Mm. They're only a little bit smaller. You wouldn't be able to tell. But Ginge, you said they're trash teeth. So as an adult, you really have to take care of these. They're just they're just little jokes. It's a joke of a tooth. Mm-hmm. It's the so smallest teeny. thing you've ever seen. But if you give it time, maybe when it's around long enough, like it turns into a real, real like man's tooth. They're so <laughs> tiny. It's like a it's a concern between the time the kid loses it and that evening before the tooth fairy comes that we're going to lose the tooth somewhere in the house. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's that yeah, little. They're novelty yeah. sized teeth. Mm. Huh. Mm. Uh, another one, uh, Denica. How you doing? Good. Excellent. How are you? Oh, doing fantastic. Um, what's uh, what's up with your kid's teeth? So my son uh, had shark teeth. So he had his baby teeth, then he had two extra sets behind that, and then another set of teeth behind it. Wait a second, he has four sets of teeth? So what happened was he had to... Oh. Oh. Oh, Danica, we've lost you. You're gone. We lost connection. Shark tooth cutter. Shark tooth cutter. Crazy, though. That is pretty crazy. A new study found that fans of movies like The Fast and the Furious tend to speed more than the rest of us. I mean, I guess that makes sense. People were asked how often they break the speed limit and how often they are exposed to content that encourages speeding. That includes movies, shows, and games like Grand Theft Auto. Fans of stuff like that are more likely to speed and get speeding tickets in general. They're also exposed to more fast-driving content on social media, and they're more likely to say that their friends speed a lot as well. Well, yeah. As soon as you see any sort of uh, like high-speed chase movie, yeah. you're like, sweet, yeah. It's excited to do. And then next time you get into the vehicle, you're like, here we go. So... Vroom, vroom, vroom. If you go see Fast and the Furious in the theater, you're speeding. Oh my God, I'm racing home. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do a fraction of what they've done on the big screen. Yeah. And I'll feel like a man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you will.
It does do something like if you're playing like a Grand Theft Auto for a couple hours in a row, yeah, and then get behind the wheel. At least for me, maybe I'm a little slow though. It takes me a second to like you know disconnect. Oh, okay, like, all just right. like not like running over every pedestrian I see. <laughs> like, I don't blame video games for violence, but it's like a it's a real thing. Yeah, for me, when I get behind the wheel after like, Cause you grip it and you like grip that steering yeah, wheel like, a little oh. tighter. You're like, oh yeah. If we were in San Andreas right now, I'd be running you over. Ginge has his leather driving gloves. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with anything though. After you watch like a football game, sometimes you want to go and toss around the old pigskin. Yeah, you get inspired. By yeah, it. you watch some hockey. Yeah. You want to all of a sudden strap the skates on? Yeah. Hayden at 56789 on text says, guys, after seeing Fast 7 in theaters, I got a 50 over ticket in my crappy little neon. (laughs) What would Dom do? Right? And I think that's Uh, the thing, too, is if you're leaving the theater, you're probably even more jacked. Yeah. Just because you were just immersed into the whole Mm -hmm. movie. First, just watching it at home and then time passes on. You watch it in the theater, it's action packed. You're like, yeah, you're leaving it. You're like, that was cool. Yeah. You get into the car, you're like, Woo! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh. That is great. This text here says, You guys, I saw Fast and the Furious, and I was instantly putting 20 kilometers per hour to my speed as I left. Yeah. Yeah. People saying just us talking about it is adding 20 kilometers an it's, hour it's, to their speed. But, yeah. This one here says, guys, I was speeding my parents' Jetta after the first Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Mostly because there was a car like it in the movie. Mm. LOL. Right? You got to test your uh, test your wheels. Like, I had mm-hmm. no idea that Volkswagens could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Another one here says, not a movie, but I went go-karting yeah. and then got in my car to drive downtown. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Good times. Um, I want to ask you guys this. 780-489-4669 is our number to call. Text us, if you like, as well, at 56789. Um, There was a time here in the the city of Edmonton, and there was also, I think, I don't know if other cities did it as well, Crash. Maybe uh, maybe in Winnipeg they did. Did you guys have nightclubs for minors? No. They might, maybe, I've, I've never heard of that. Where you could be underage yeah. and the nightclub would open up for a night and you no. could go out. No, that would have been cool, but no, we I've yeah. we've never had that. They didn't have that. No. Haley, when you were younger, did they have like nightclub openings for minors? I don't think so. We had like youth centers that we could go to in like Gibbons and Bonacord. Mm-hmm. There was like it was set up like a little restaurant that you could go to that was youths only. Yeah, but you're talking like the actual like adult nightclub for one night only opens like to teens. Oons, oons, oons. Yeah, yeah, like that, like an actual like Barry T's nightclub. Yeah, for example, here in the city, uh, they had like uh, like kid night. <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous me saying it now. That's why the club was like nicknamed Barely Teens. Yeah, probably yeah, because yeah. we were barely teens. <laughs> <laughs> It's horrible, but I believe that you could because I went as a as a minor Mm -hmm. and it was minor nights and you could go and get dropped off in this like nightclub setting, Mm -hmm. but they didn't serve any alcohol. How they made money, I have absolutely no idea because everyone knows you make your money off of booze. Mm -hmm. But I I have premium pop. (laughs) Yeah, because you could get pop or you could get like like some snacks or. You could, people are like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I know. Yeah, because like, what a waste of even opening the club. But it also gave like... Teens aren't tipping. <laughs> but it also gave a 15-year-old the taste of like, 
Well, you're priming them Drinking. for yeah, you're priming them for a good time. <laughs> you're priming yeah. them to go Once out. Once they're of age, man, right? Woo! This so, is a different nightclub. Did they? Ha- they you said they didn't have those in Winnipeg. No, eh? I don't recall that. All right, I want to take a trip down memory lane with you guys, and I want to know uh, if you guys were going to nightclubs when you were children. Mm-hmm. Nightclubs for kids. Boca's Beach Club. Do you remember that? Uh, they had Teen Night. Was that here? I don't remember Boca's Beach Club. Oh. Why did we name things beach clubs in the middle of the well, prairies? Well, because beach club meant party. I guess it did. Boca's Beach Club. Mm-hmm. It had teen night? Yeah, they did a teen night. It looks like uh, like everyone's texting in that uh, like all the all the clubs had teen night. I guess as a teen, though, I wasn't really in Winnipeg, so... Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, was it a 90s thing? And or Winnipeg, was it... Winnipeg is a big club market. Or was it like, an Alberta tons, thing? There's tons of nightclubs there, so chances are they probably did it. I just wasn't in the city. Right. Yeah. Uh, some people say that they did still serve booze. Oh. Like, if I'm adults? I'm to think now. If adults were So there? if you went in and you were of age... Adults were allowed to go to teen night? <laughs> oh, so hold on a second. Let's figure this out. Did they have adults at teen night? Like, maybe chaperones? I don't. You put a bunch of teens in a in a dimly lit nightclub with beats pumping. Like things will happen. That's That's, horrible. Well, that's what that's it. It is what it is. So you put like fifteen year old kids mixed in with like eighteen, nineteen year olds. Well, no, I I I would imagine it's like adults. I don't think an eighteen, nineteen year old wants to hang out with a bunch of teens. Yeah, but I I think it's adults doing like chaperoning. I I, no crash at barely teens. There was no adults. Yeah, but that might be that might be a different situation. No. (laughs) All right, let's talk about going to the nightclubs when we were kids, like Mm -hmm. minors, underage. I don't know why it was a thing here in the Mm nineties. Where did you go? Was it just in the province of Alberta? Some people are texting and saying they had a nineteen plus section. Oh, the roped off section. The roped off section. The older people could go still why would you i have like super vivid memories of me walking around a nightclub at the age of 15 with a a sprite with a sprite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a crazy time yeah, yeah. did you go clubbing when you were a kid this this is the crash and mars podcast have you ever attended a underage nightclub like you were a teen and you were allowed to go into the adult nightclub. Yeah, it was a thing. It, it was really popular here in the city. And I mean, look at all the texts that are coming in. And all the drinks were just non-alcoholic. Well, they were. Did they keep Did they keep like the real booze names? Or did they make them all fun? Like, oh, like beach no, ball. No, they were like, you know, virgin whatever. Virgin yeah. rum and coke. Well, I don't know about rum and coke. But. Virgin <laughs> rum and coke. I guess that would just be a coke. <laughs> That's literally a Coke. (laughs) But like your virgin like Caesars or, you know, something like that. Mm. Uh, This text here says, hey, guys, I grew up in Calgary and there was a club there called the Flipside. Oh, it was 13 to 17 only. Even then, a 13 year old hanging around 17 year olds feels crazy to me. I'm going to guess they don't do. I'm going to guess they don't do any of this anymore. Right. I really hope not. Because there's... I don't think so. Because I'm sure all kinds of wrong went down. Well, yeah. I mean, of course. You're just bumping and grinding. I would have been a terrible teen. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, when you're younger... 
13 and 17, the difference. That's a big yeah, gap. Yeah, that's a big it's, gap. It's a lot different than like 20 and 25. Yes. Yeah. Very different. Oh, yeah. 13 Huge to 17 difference. is like a lifetime yeah. in between those four years. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you're really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to dance? <laughs> oh, and at 13, like I was still secretly playing with my Barbies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still liked like littler kid things. Yeah, me too. Like you were, you're in that time of your life where you're like, well, I, I, I like my toys, but I, I shouldn't like my toys. You, you yeah. know that weird split? Yeah, you're on the cusp of adulthood. Yeah, but yet there's a little piece of you that's like, I still really like that. It hangs on to your childhood. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I really wish I didn't wear my sweatpants. Oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine 14-year-old crash at a kid oh, nightclub no. with 17-year-old girls yeah. walking around? Light gray sweatpants. Oh. <laughs> what were we doing? What were we doing, you guys? That would have been terrible. Oh Oh. <laughs> I can't believe how many people did uh, these underage uh, bars. Wow. These teen bars. I've, I've never had the opportunity to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, Charlotte can start things up here. Hey, Charlotte, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hi, doing we're good. good. Uh, you had up an all ages bar when you were a teen, right? Yeah. Okay, how so did this they go? Had in Toronto. Yeah. Where you, like, it was all ages, and they sold alcohol, and the kids that were underage had to wear a wristband. Okay. So that they couldn't buy alcohol. That's it. it was that like was a regular bar with regular people, regular adults, just with young kids in it. Too. So you can have like and thirteen-year-olds was... to like thirty-year-olds. Yeah. Wow. If not older. When I went. Yeah. And I went for we went for New Year's Eve for my friend's sixteenth birthday. Wow. Yeah. How? And so, I'm, I'm going to guess you definitely got your hands on alcohol. We actually were really good, and we didn't. Oh, oh, you but guys the were good. Group of us that I went with, but I'm sure that other young teenagers that were in there were definitely getting their hands on alcohol. For yeah, because sure. oh, I feel sure. like if you want it, you didn't do that very long. Yeah, because of that. <laughs> yeah, but we definitely went to an to an all ages, and there was adults mixed in with us, and it was like a regular bar. Was it a really weird thing? Yeah, as a as a teen, was so it a really neat experience? Was it a what? Sir? Was it a really neat experience as a teen? It was. That was. It was really cool, actually. Yeah. It was fun. We got a. We did a whole thing. We got a limo because it was my friend's 16th, and it was New Year's Eve because her birthday's on New Year's Eve. So wow. It was fun. Wow, yeah. that's really and cool. We came all the way from Orangeville, Ontario, huh. to Toronto. So it was an hour in the in the limo. Oh my god! Yeah. What a fun so time. Fun. Yeah. That yeah. would be fun being in a limo yeah. and as a kid and a six, yeah, a sixteen year old in a limo, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even believe my mom let me go. <laughs> I know. My, my twin brother was with me, so that, I think that was the only reason why I was allowed to go. My mom was the strictest. Yeah, so, she yeah. sends you off to Toronto in a limo. In a limo, <laughs> an hour away <laughs> from your suburb. Yeah, a bunch of grown adults. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. holy crap! Yeah. What a story. Okay, thanks, Charlotte. Thanks, yeah. Charlotte. Thanks, guys. It is crazy. Also, to think about like crash. I mean, we you know we don't really go to nightclubs, but let's say we went to like um like a a place where. The hottest club in the town. The hottest club in town. And like a 15-year-old walks by. <laughs> I don't even know the name of it. No. I know, we don't. I, I don't no, know. I don't know. But like a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old walks by. Yeah. And there's you and I doing like shots at the bar. Like it's just, it's weird, Yeah, I'm like, right? what are you looking at? <laughs> wow, they're looking at your shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you look at them, you can feel your own wrinkles. Oh, I yeah. know. <laughs> 
new wrinkles just pop up. Right? Ah, gray hairs. Yeah, right? Oh. <laughs> this text here says, guys, when I was young, there was an underage nightclub in Edmonton called Shake. Okay. Oh. There was a party bus that would pick up all the kids in Spruce Grove and oh. drive us there. <gasps> All they served was Red Bull and water. Oh, my God. And I just remember stripper cages everywhere throughout the bar. Well, yeah, every every bar pretty much had some cages. Yeah. And every city had a rum jungle. Yeah, they did. But this one was called Shake. I don't don't know Shake. Yeah, I I, I don't. uh, That's wild. Mm Mm-hmm. So all the kids in Spruce Grove would get on a bus. So and parents cool. would be like, bye. Bye. Have fun. And none of See us had c- cell phones, so you couldn't oh, yeah, get a yeah. hold of us. You just hope oh. that your kid comes back. That's or insane. you just you don't even hope. You just expect. You're like, no, yeah, they'll be back. Oh, my parents would never. No. Never allow me to do that. Jeez. Wow. Do you, quick text right now. Do any underage nightclubs still exist? I'm looking for it. I don't, I don't see one. Yeah. Robin LaDuke says, uh, guys, there is a bar in LaDuke called Barnaby's. When I was growing up, they would have teen nights during the summer on Tuesdays. They would serve virgin daiquiris and all those drinks. But somebody would always sneak in a bottle of vodka and we'd hide it in the back of the toilet in the mm, bathroom. Throw it in the tank. So you'd get your virgin daiquiri and go and top her yeah, up. Yeah, ain't virgin anymore. Oh, God, you guys like, <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Um, Kim, do you remember going to underage nightclubs? Oh, goodness, yes. Really? Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I remember going to Berry Tees on, like, teen night. There was also one that was just behind Grant McEwen downtown. I try to remember the name of it. No idea. Hmm. But. Was it the sidetrack? Isn't that a bar on Oh, no, no sidetrack. It was down no. in that area, but it wasn't behind Grant McEwen. Shark it was, Club? like, maybe two blocks behind Grant McEwen, like, right in that area. Okay. And I would go at like age 16, 17. And if you went with someone that was 18 in your friend's group, yeah, you could get alcohol. Oh, so they they did allow 18 plus in there. I think they only, it's not like they let like 20, like nobody over 20 went. Yeah. But like in grade 12, when you wanted to be like cool, you'd try and like round up your 18 like your old friend that happened to just turn 18 like the week before and you're like please oh yeah so you can get some booze you could get booze right and so they could buy like two drinks at a time and then they'd go disappear into the darkness with everyone dancing and then come back like three minutes later and the bar just like um so literally literally all the teens were getting drunk oh yeah i got drunk crash (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah, we weren't oh, yeah, sober. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. no sober dancing. <laughs> no, no. And then once, like, your besties were finally all 18, then you just went to Barry T's for stripper night on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. What a wide array yeah. of uh, totally nights at Barry wide. T's. Yeah, it was fun. I agree. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Some oh, wild memories. Uh, this one just came in, too, on the app. Yep. Do you remember this? George and Jana's. It was a sober club in the West Ed, uh, or in West Edmonton, rather. It says, loved it there. It was for minors and everyone else. I don't remember that one. No. George and Jana's. Cool, hip name for the young folk. <laughs> <laughs> Two seniors, grandma and grandpa. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this text here, I remember, be, I remember being in pool halls as a minor. Mm. Pool halls as a minor here in Edmonton was big. I there was that, a couple of pool halls in the mall. Yeah. There was one for sure. Mm-hmm. Pool halls, uh, man, they had their time. 
That was a good time. I miss pool halls. Does anybody else miss a pool hall? Yeah. Do you need to bring some uh, pool halls back? Yeah. That's where I'll be. If you're looking for me, when they open a pool hall, that's where I'll be. When they open a pool yeah. hall. <laughs> that's where I'll be. <laughs> is uh, downtown the, uh, is it Metro Billiards? Is that still open? I don't know if it is. I've, I have spent a lot of time there, though. Anyone, anyone do pool there? There's uh, pool tables in the tap room in Camrose. In Camrose. I'm not driving out to Camrose. <laughs> That's a long drive. That's fun there. They got their own beer. Well, yeah. Mars, you can roll into town and clean and put money on the table and clean uh, clean out the town. I'm not a bad pool player. Oh my god, I'd come with you. That's a throwback. Yeah, I'm not yeah, a bad oh, pool yeah. player. I love the tap room. <laughs> <laughs> this text here says, guys, I was a supervisor at an all-ages pool hall in Fredericton. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it this morning, it was really strange. Old men would shoot pool with 15-year-old girls and boys. Oh, weird. You like yeah. you put your money on that table. Well, you probably weren't playing for cash. Or maybe you were, I don't maybe know. Maybe you are, yeah. yeah. Um, let's do uh, Tom. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Doing good. Uh, do you remember hitting up a teen nightclub? Yeah, absolutely. I was hitting up a teen nightclub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was living I was living in uh, Boise, Idaho. Oh, okay. okay. And there was this bar called uh, Bogey's. It was like a bar dance nightclub. Yeah. And so what they specifically did is that uh, you came in, talked to the bouncer, you know, and then they card you. And then you had to pay. Like, if you're going to the bar, you're going for free. Okay. Because you're going to bar. Yeah. But you had to pay a cover charge of like five bucks. Yep. Yeah. So you paid, paid the five bucks. And then they had it set. They had the bar separated off with uh, a wall. Yeah. So like towards the dance floor, okay. so, like there was like opening where you could go into the bar, you know, if you're old enough, but yeah. then they had bouncers sit standing there being like, you know, looking all intimidating stuff. You'd be like, you know, you'd be like, no, go away. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They just split the whole bar. So you had an adult section and then the, the teen section. Yeah. You had your drinking age and yeah. then your teens. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, that they did is that uh, twice a week on Tuesdays was, um, uh, country night, and then on Thursdays was, uh, you know, dry humping night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and in the teen section, did booze make it over there? No. No, booze didn't make it over there. Really? That's pretty um, good then. Yeah, so it was really good. And it was really nice, too, because uh, they also had, like, a balcony yeah. that, you could a- that you could access and go up, sit down and chill out with friends or whatever. But like- as for me... I was on the main floor. I was dancing the whole dang night. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, we yeah, did a lot of dancing, lot of too. Dancing. It was yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, that's great. Okay, thanks for sharing that, Tom. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, no problem. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I don't, Tom might not be telling the truth for the radio. Well, uh, booze uh, always made it over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom might oh. not have been into booze, but booze definitely booze was made it on over. that side, on the teen side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Teens know how to find booze. Look at all the people <laughs> texting and saying they were drinking at 14. Mm-hmm. At the club. It's so weird. Yeah, right? It is really weird. Yeah. Um, one more on this. Sure. Uh, Christina, hello. Good morning. Hey. Hi. Um, you uh, you hit up a nightclub for underage night, right? Yeah, that was uh, back in 1990 at yeah. uh, Barry T's oh, on that, Calgary Trail. That yeah. was like the go-to for everyone. Barry eh? T's was the teen night for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only way I was allowed to go is if I took my little sister with me. So I had to babysit her while I was trying to be cool with my friends and uh, oh. you know, drinking all the virgin drinks like virgin Caesars, vodka slimes, candy apples. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you trying to get your sister away? You're like, go away. But was she just like clinging to you? 
probably hasn't like stuck to the hip. Oh, <laughs> oh you know, really to be cool, but I mean, were yeah. you guys just there to like dance and to meet people? Oh, big time! Like that's when boys to men was out. So yeah. you'd have the like Mo-town really cute black guys wearing the silk shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the silk shirts. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> oh, classic time. That's so <laughs> great. Yeah, what a great memory. Thanks, Christina. Thanks, Christina. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. Want to join the show live? Live. Catch them weekday mornings, six to ten on one zero two three Now Radio. One zero two three Now Radio.